Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppen Frackers. Another episode of Cockpit Frackers brought to you by Touchline Frackers, and I'm joined here by three great gentlemen. We're going to be talking about, you know, it was supposed to be a quiet little break for for, for Liverpool fans. You know, we're just going to enjoy our two weeks off from watching our beloved club, the stress and the worries and the heartbreak, but the excitement that always comes with watching Liverpool was gone for for you know two weeks, but. Apparently, we ha- actually had an exciting week, so we we, ha- we actually have a lot to talk about. Um, I'm actually quite excited for this one because you know over the last couple of weeks it's kind of felt not not dull, but you know not a lot going, not 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 nothing new. We, you know it's kind of a steady steady season going on. Um, but yeah, I'm joined by Yak. You know, I'm my FSG nemesis. You know, it's great <laughs> to have you on the pod. You know, I'm happy to be on the first pod with you. I, I was calling you out for time, and I wanted you on the pod, but. Obviously, of course, as I've listened, great, great views on Liverpool. Excited to have yeah. you on. You're moving like Jota, you know. You're just coming in, start slapping goals, putting pressure on. I know, from nowhere. Yeah, I had to, to, to come off the bench and, you know, obviously, like, you know, I see you see scoring goals, see you getting on the, on the stat sheet, you know, I had to come and just, you know, <laughs> put in your place a bit. Man. So, how you doing, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Uh, excited to get into this. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we've got a regular, Marco. Ever, ever present on the pod. How are you? Yeah, ever present, but it's been a while still. I think it's been mm. a while since I've touched main pod, man. Forgive me if I'm a bit rusty. It's been a while. Let me sharpen my skills in the first 10 minutes and get my shit <laughs> off. But yeah, I'm here in it. I'm happy about Luis Diaz. You know, in it, we'll get into it. Yeah, of course, man. And of course, we've got a brother from another pod, you know. Can't say another mother, but another pod. Doc, how are you, my friend? Liverpool I'm fan. Right, 
you know, brother yeah. from um, the beautiful game, the beautiful game podcast. Ca- catch that anytime. But yeah, man, just how are you feeling, bro? I'm all right, excited. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Have you got anything to plug for us before nah. we get into our? Nah, You're not gonna plug anything. You're gonna nah, nah. about to plug the whole, the whole thing, bro. <laughs> I'll plug at the end. <laughs> all right, cool, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, of course, we we have a few um, housekeeping rules. Uh, not housekeeping rules, housekeeping. Uh, you know, we've got to pay some bills. Of course, uh, follow the Touchline Fracas account. Hashtag Touchline Fracas. Um, join in on the conversation, of course. Of course, follow us as well, Coppin Fracas. Also, um, um, hashtag Touchline Fracas when you when you when you um, interact with us. You know, a lot of interaction this week has been going on on the pod, on, on the podcast, the Twitter account, and it was very good to see everyone's different point of views. And yeah, man, just keep 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 it up and keep interacting and keep following. Um, and of course, I've got to plug the lovely, lovely Patreon starting from three pound a month. We've got so much content out there. We've got the Bantic Show. We've got Kirby Boys. We've got uh, we've got um, ah shit, Marco, help me out. <laughs> we've got we've got oh, po- of course, post match, pre match, the weekend preview. Um, football and me as well. Football and me as well. Football, football and me. Yeah, I'm gonna actually be on that this Thursday, and I even got, forgot about that. Um, we had some yeah uh, post game. Listen, post game. Uh, listen. After Arsenal game, me, Marco, and Tay. After the game, uh, literally, I can't even lie. That was fans were still leaving the stadium. <laughs> Post game content, telling you Wagwama was in the Emirates, in the up block, giving you content. Nah. We could, we wish our lives for that, you know. Me and Tay were drunk <laughs> off our heads, screaming Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool in the Emirates end <laughs> podcast. Like it was vibes. It was vibes. All for three pound a month, man. So come on, you got, you got, you got, you got, you got to get in on the action. Um, but yeah, of course, I've got a plug as well. While we get into it, the Luis Diaz uh, a piece that um, Chris put out, a great analysis scout report. You know, got into it. I can't lie, it helped me out um, because I'm hosting the pod today and I had to really get cramming some information, do my revision before I came on. You know, but yeah, man, check out Chris's uh, video. Great video on you, free, free as well for you. You see, we're giving you guys gems for free, podcasts, YouTube videos, everything for free. Um, but yeah, man, get on that. Chris gave a great analysis. So yeah, man, let's start the pod. Luis Diaz, boys. Luis Diaz. 49 million. I got this from Sky Sports. Um, so please if you quote, um, tell me if I quoted the price wrong. 49 million from Porto. Left winger, Luis Diaz from Colombia. Pretty excited about this side, you know. I won't lie. I'm not going to like I've been watching uh, the Port- Portuguese division. And, and, I, and I'm going to... See if anyone, any one of you, want to lie about that as well. I'll be, I'll be watching your words very closely. But yeah, man, I'm pretty excited about this signing. He looks good. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go um, to you, yeah, of course. So, Luis Diaz, talk to me. What do you think? I mean, I've got to be honest. The first, when the announcements and that was coming out, I wasn't too. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I wasn't too excited to be honest. I was a little bit like, mm, I'm not too sure. Is it really what we need? And just like one of them things when you actually make a sign in, all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's actually, it's got to be perfect because we're spending the money on him. He's got to be the right guy. I wasn't too sure looking at like his goal record before this season and stuff like that. But the more I've listened, like listening to Chris's pod, watching more videos and stuff like that, now I'm actually like, oh shit, like we've actually got, I'm pretty confident that. We could have the the Mane replacement, the guy for the next five years till he's 31, 32 ish, 
and yeah i'm proper excited now at first i was ready to start agendas like is he actually that good is he just 1v1 <laughs> and bang but it, it, everything seems to yeah the, i think do you know what actually i'm gonna be honest it was reading what klopp said and when he was talking about how happy him and the staff were that we'd signed him i thought oh come on like they've definitely seen something here and yeah. the, it, the way he was talking was like he was the guy that they wanted, not like second, third. He was the one. So yeah, after I read that, I'm I'm so excited to see him play, man. Yeah, that, that that's the great thing about having um, supporting the club like ours is that in the transfer window, as much as it is frustrating, of course, as you know, we are very very short when we sign when we sign someone, and that's why I kind of like have we always have that faith as Liverpool fans when Klopp says he wants someone. Usually nine times out of ten, and even at the one that I'm not that we're count, not counting, they're not too bad. Um, we make players out of you know gems that no one else is looking at. Um, but uh, quick stat line for um, Luis Diaz: he's got 14 goals in four and four assists in 18 games. That's 18 18 um, goal contributions in the 18 league games, which is pretty good. Two goals and one assist in the Champions League, which is not as good. But he's playing for Porto in the most elite competition, so let's 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 be fair there. But yeah, he mentioned um, that he's uh, 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 he, he reminds you a lot of money, and I completely get where you're coming from because I was, of course, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch, I, I, I didn't know who Luis Diaz before was before, apart from the game that we saw in the Champions League, um, that he was, you know, causing Nico stress. We will get into, um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I looked at the highlights and the videos, and he looked like shades of Mane. That same mm-hmm. willingness to take someone on on the left, the same even his passing um, looked really good as well. Mane likes those passes as well from deep, getting the ball from deep, carrying it forward. So yeah, it's 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 good how Klopp is able to kind of get like for like replacements in his in his squad, and that's something and that's something that I'm 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 more a fan of you know more of the same you know. Like 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 what's it called? Like Frank Lucas in American Gangster. If you've got if you've got blue magic there, just keep selling it, keep selling it. Doc, yeah. our guest, we'd love to yeah. hear from you. Luis Diaz, how are you feeling about the signing? Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm not gonna <laughs> sit here and pretend as well and say that I'm well versed on the Portuguese league, but mm-hmm. when he played against Liverpool, he ran us ragged, if I'm being totally honest. He was oh, energetic, um, he had pace. He has the ability to take a player on. And I think he has all the attributes that Jurgen Klopp looks for in an attacker. And the thing about him is that when I watch him, he doesn't look like the finished article. And we can say the same thing about Mane when they came to Liverpool. Um, Mohamed Salah, when he came to Liverpool, was still a bit rough around the edges. Even Diego Jota, still now, as brilliant as he is, he can still make improvements to his game when it comes to like holding up the ball and all of that. So... Look, it, this looks like an amazing signing because when you look at the clock profile, he ticks all the boxes. Does he have pace? Yes. Does he have the energy to press? Yes. Does he have the ability to score goals? Yes. But I think the most important thing for me is he has that mentality. And it seems like he's a nasty player. Like, he doesn't mind leaving <laughs> a foot in. He doesn't mind, you know, rattling the opposition. And Marnie does Columbia. that a bit. Marnie does that as well, like, if we're being totally honest. So... Look, I, I'm happy with the signing, and when I watch him, I don't think he looks like a money type. He looks more like, from the way he plays, like Rafinha from Leeds, but just yeah, a bit more rough around 100%. the edges in terms of how he dribbles and how he plays. But this guy looks like a fantastic player, and I can't wait to see him in a Liverpool shirt. 
It's interesting that you see I can't it. Lie, but... I just had to agree there because 100%, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Rafina, obviously, I'll, it's my, I guess it's my goal, Julian. I'm just going to have to jump in here. Yeah, I think it reminds me of like a Rafina Sanchez crossing it. Like Sanchez at Arsenal. Um, when Alexis Sanchez was extremely tenacious in his pressing, was extremely direct. Every single time he was on the ball, he was trying to make something happen. And I say a Rafinha Sanchez cross because Rafinha is more of a creator to me. Sanchez is more of a goal scorer. And from the look of, well, the short amount of clips that I've seen of Luis Diaz, he reminds me of a elite type of goal scorer. And it, just to hearken on that point, he's got a better conversion rate, so shots to goals at this moment in time than Salah's first season. So he's got 14 goals from 62 shots. Salah had 32 goals from 162 or 165, which is about level, but slightly better than Salah. He just ends up getting a lot of goals out of nothing. Like he's extremely, and if you've seen the Copa America highlights, you've seen the variety of goals that he gets. He scored a bicycle kick out of nothing. He beats a player and then dinks it into the corner. Like he seems like someone that's well-versed in all types of finishes and, for a long time, I've been screaming for a 1v1 menace. And the people that are well-versed in Cop End and I guess in the group chat as well um, know that I've been screaming for ASM. Like, not for ASM specifically, but just standing him because I you feel like he's an amazing player. You, you, he, yeah, you've been starting for him. A 1v1 menace. And... It's been disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but this all stems from a point where I believe Mike said, Barnes at 60 million is a better value than ASM at 30. And I was like, Sorry? there's no way. Yeah, Sorry? that's exactly that's what happened still. And we went back and forth. At the time, it didn't seem like a mad shout because Barnes was on his best season. I think it was nine goals and seven assists. ASM was playing for Newcastle and wasn't scoring, wasn't really doing too much. And then since I've said that shout, and there were a couple of egregious other shouts, I'm not going to mention the other names that I did <laughs> say because they flopped me disgustingly. But... The ASM one was the one I stood by. Since then, he's gone on to perform and possibly be Newcastle's best player. In fact, definitely be Newcastle's best player. So I'm a fan of 1v1 menaces, in it? I feel like they take out a lot of players from the game, and especially when you're playing against low blocks. If you have someone that can beat someone one-on-one in a very, very tight space, that opens up space for someone else. And in similar fashion to ASM, Luis Diaz seems like he can beat someone in a one-on-one, like a very, very tight situation and then go on to make the right pass. Um, one of the clips that I saw was, I think it was Fabio or Francisco Contensal, um, Sergio Contensal, who's Porto's manager's son, getting the winner. I can't remember what match this was, but that's one of the clips that I first saw emerge when Luis Diaz's name was being floated around just before the transfer window opened. And... If you go back and watch that highlight, yeah, the move to beat the person on the line was ridiculous. Like, he left him for absolute dead, put on a plate, 90th minute. That goes back to exactly what I'm saying about him being someone that wants to make something happen all the time and try and get on the ball and dictate for his team. Oh, you're on mute, Julian. You're on mute, bro. Sorry, I said, uh, sorry, I was just saying it's interesting how you guys have a different view uh, view of um, Luis Diaz and how we, me and Yak kind of see him as a Mane kind of, uh, you know, looking kind of player. You guys see him as a Rafinha looking kind of player. And yeah, Rafinha definitely has the 
copping seal of approval over here. We love him because, you know, he plays a beautiful game. And we love him. We love a man that plays a beautiful game. And Luis Diaz is someone that, you know, if if, hey, if, he, if he's getting the dot and the Marco seal of approval of being like Rafinha, I'm with it. Give me more of that, you know? Like, I, I really I really love a one-on-one demon. So I'm honestly, I'm just going to come back to you, yeah. What um do you think uh, Luis Diaz can offer to the team going forward, especially this season where, you know, second place is looking like it's going to be where we finish in the league. Champions League, though, even before this this uh, run, Mark, I see you smiling there. We'll get to you. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll get to you. Don't worry. Um, Champions League is looking like, even before the signing, was looking like something we could definitely win. But now we can definitely mm-hmm. push on. Cup, cup competitions, of course. So what? What? So what's your expectations? What do you think you can bring to our season? <clears throat> well, I think long term, obviously, players take a while to get used to the club thing. We know that it takes up to six any any time up to six months for them to fully embed. But I think short term, it's got, Mane is going to have a rocket up his ass now, like hundred yeah. percent. You know, he saw that and he was like, you know what he's like in it. Nicest guy in the world. But like, what's his is his in it, and he's gonna be like. Right, before I saw before before um Senegal, he was chilling, play, chilling playing for Senegal. But then when he found out about Luis Diaz, yeah. he, he was playing for his life. Yeah, he that's was, the, he was really nuts. Hundred percent. I've watched all <laughs> Senegal's games, and that's the first game when it's been like Mane's taken the game. Yeah, like, or, or tried to anyway. But yeah, I think short term, it's gonna give Mane a boost, even if Diaz isn't like necessarily starting, which I don't assume he will be, but. I think another thing as well is, yeah, he's pretty much a left winger, full stop at the moment. But I've noticed that in games, say, where we need a goal and that Klopp isn't afraid. Like, I can't remember if I think it might have been Arsenal first leg when he brings Jones on and he just put Jones left wing, even though we've got someone playing on the left wing. And that that sort of idea where in the second half of the season, if we need a goal, and I'm pretty sure he can play Champions League as well since the Coutinho transfer. Can't he play? There's no cup tie now in Champions League. I'm sure I saw something about yeah, that. I think he can play yeah. in Champions League. So you think yeah, if, we're, if we're needing a goal, we don't we don't even need to take Mane off until mm-hmm. Diaz is up to speed. You can put Diaz on and, 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 do you know what I mean, and have them two on the wing. And I know he's not going to have an instant impact. It'd be lovely if he did, but like it's just not realistic. But him pushing Mane and then him also being another option just to bring off the bench for our spanner in the works. Uh, honestly, obviously, long term, we know he's brilliant signing now. But short term, I think he could give us a massive boost. Like you say, Champions League, I was pretty confident we were going to get far anyway. But the the playing the prem low blocks, like I just, I don't know, man. It's getting me excited just thinking that we've got that that final option where Bobby, Jota, Mane, Salah, you teams sort of know what to expect. Can't deal with it still, obviously, but having Diaz there as well, someone that can just beat a player. He's not looking to work in, we can work in tight spaces, but I mean, he's not looking to pass out. He knows if he gets into a tight area, bang, across the byline, the best place to assist a goal in the game. And that's the, like, yeah, I, I don't, I can't even speak. I'm too excited, man. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yak is definitely feeling the Lewis Diaz sign. He's, he's shining. He's yeah, smiling. Yeah, yeah. Hat, man. I, I love to see it. I love to see it. The confidence is there. But Dot, I'm going to come to you. Um, you mentioned that Rafi, uh, Rafinha was the type of player that you saw Lewis Diaz being. And, you know, Yak, not not saying that he does, he's he's not excited. Not, not that saying that he doesn't have faith in. Uh, Luis Diaz to come into the team now and do something, but what what are your thoughts? Do you think like Luis Diaz can replicate his form 
that he's had at Porto in the Portuguese league to the level of the Premier League? I think from from my perspective, there's no real pressure on him mm. to bang straight away because we're so free-flowing in attack and we score so many goals. So I think he's going to be bedded in slowly. Like There's no rush to put him straight in. Let him see how the team train. Let him get up to pace with the Premier League. Let him see the way the players commit themselves every day in training and let him just watch from afar and bring him in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, You know, maybe throw him in for a start here and there. But look, competition is healthy like and one of my big issues like when Luis Diaz was signed was like a lot of Liverpool fans were like oh this is the end for Mane and come on guys like we've been screaming for squad debt for how long and we sign a quality attacker and the first thing we do when we sign a quality attacker is get one of our main hitman to say oh he needs to leave the club so mm-hmm. I don't understand that personally but I was going off on a tangent but going back to Diaz I think if he can get a couple goals in the Premier League, we will we'll take that. I think um, if he can be an impact substitution where he can potentially come on for a Salah and Mane to make a difference in the game, you will take that. So I don't think there's no immediate pressure and that's why I'm happy the deal got done now because he has six months to now bed in for next season because obviously the initial plan was actually to bring him in the summer. So now we've got him early. I think it's just a bedding in period and time for him to learn personally. Yeah, 100%. And you touched on Liverpool fans and you know we we you know over here at Coppin, we like to give our, our few floggings out. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird like kind of thing that Liverpool fans like to do. Like when we get a shiny new toy, we like to be like, oh, but yeah, you see now he has to go now. He has to he has to you know oh, he has to oh, he has to fix up or go. Like Mane is as much as I feel like even us we've been a bit harsh on him as fans. As much as we've been harsh on him, Mane hasn't been horrible this season. Like. He's not been, he's like, well, one, he's still one, I still have one of the top scorers in the league. He's, yeah, he's, he's the second best performing wide man in the Premier League. But literally, the only, the only issue we have with Mane is that he set a standard so high that if he doesn't reach that standard, we're saying, oh, Mane's not the same player. But, mm-hmm. bro, like, you go to any other club in the Premier League, no one's putting up the numbers that Mane's putting up. So we need to be grateful for someone like that. Yeah, and and to be honest, he's not gonna be after after what four years of just like putting Liverpool on his back, even at times when we had Salah, and you know we need the money to get us through games. So yeah, yeah man, like have a bit of appreciation. I saw the same with Shimikas and Robbo this earlier this season. We've now seen Robbo come back and actually show us, oh yeah, we do have the best left back in the world. You know, it's all okay to have more quality in the side, and that's all we want. Um, Marco, of course, I'm gonna come to you um, I'm, I'm just, as we close off this Luis Diaz uh, uh, section here. Um, what do you think he can bring? Do you agree with the guys that there's not there's not a lot of pressure on him or are you just like mm-hmm. going to throw all your cards in the on the table and be like, yo, 10 goals, 10 assists, off rip, six months? <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't even do another 10 goals, 10 assists. I don't want to lose any more money so far. <laughs> Let's keep it calm. Um, but, I, you know, I'm going to go a bit further. I'm going to say go a bit further than Yak and Dot did and I'm going to say you know what I think he'll get used quite a lot in the Champions League and that's mainly owing to the fact that there are five subs in the Champions League and he has Champions League experience that those type of games will suit him more and we've kind of been saying this ourselves in the Coppin group chat that we tend to blow teams away in the Champions League which we did in the group stage because the Premier League plays at such a high level and the intensity is so high that I think we'll probably batter most teams that aren't Bayern, that aren't PSG, like that aren't the big boys. 
the I'll say the staple five in it that are in the Champions League. Um, even some of the big boys, man, they can get it. But, even like, some of the big boys, I feel like Real Madrid can get it on 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 the, on the off day. Juventus can get it. The only ones that I'm saying can't get it is maybe Bayern and PSG, like you said. But anyone else, I can't like Man City. Listen, it's Champions League, it's a different ball game. You're not gonna do that 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 passing round rubbish that you do in. in, in <laughs> Come on, man. It's Saturday at three o'clock. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like Yak said as well, I think it would be great to have someone pushing the first level. We've seen the impact that Yotta had coming in and essentially becoming a starter now, hitting the ground running. Um, I think based on what I perceive as Luis Diaz's hunger, I think he may have a similar, not to the same extent, but a similar impact that Yotta did because of the type of player he is in terms of trying to be a goal scorer, trying to make things happen and trying to put the team on his back, where he's coming from as that player at Porto. And then when he's getting impact sub-minutes and going back to someone like Yotta who came into the team and he was always trying to impress. I think Luis Diaz is going to be that guy that's always trying to impress every single time he's on the pitch and being a flair player as well. Impressing is quite nuts sometimes when a fair player goes off for a good game yeah they're ripping people they're creating chances and he's got 2.4 dribbles per 90 minutes which puts him third in the premier league just to context that the only people in the premier league that would be above him is asm and adama chayori so imagine putting that type of chaos in liverpool system right now with like 20 minutes to go like you're already tired from playing liverpool where such a high intensity side and you've got someone like Adama Traore coming off the bench and just wanting to go at you, regardless of what the score is. He's saying, you know what, I want my shit. I'm coming away with something. And he's going to be on that vibe, isn't it? So hopefully he's able to do that as an impact sub. I do think he also gets used versus Cardiff. I think we're going to see maybe 45, maybe a 30 against Cardiff, hopefully. I think that's early. Um, I think it is early, but I think... Cardiff is Cardiff, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I think we're gonna play. <laughs> I think we're gonna play a slightly weaker side versus Cardiff, and essentially you want to get your your players good minutes in it. So I feel like we're gonna get Elliot minutes versus Cardiff. Yeah. I feel like we're gonna get Thiago minutes versus Cardiff. Probably Cade Gordon minutes. Like a lot of people that need to come back in. Maybe even Fabinho minutes, just because Fabinho needs rhythm. So I think it's gonna be a mix of some of the old guards, some of the senior players, and some of the younger players, just to get ready for the running. Um, going back to what was said on the pod last week, we are a team that likes to play several games in a row. And to do that, you need to put certain players in position to get the amount of minutes to get that rhythm going and to get embedded in the team. And why not start with Cardiff? That's probably the best place to do it for a minute. Just throw in 30 minutes against lesser opposition and say, you know what, have a ball. Like, you don't even need to focus on winning. Just get your minutes in and do what you can in it. So I think he gets used against Cardiff. I also think he might get used against Leicester because at the moment, Senegal and Egypt are currently in the semi-finals of the AFCON. Um, I'm assuming one of the two go through. And if one of the two goes through and plays a final, then you don't want to be rushing them back into our running. And we've got, I think, Leicester and then Burnley straight away. Um, you don't want to be forcing them in. So we could possibly see maybe a 30 minutes from Diaz against Leicester as well. And for me, I really want to win that Leicester game. I know we did beat them in the Carabao Cup and that was a great win on penalties, but I want revenge for that league 
Yeah, I want to bring him that league game. So put Diaz on it. Put him against James Justin. Um, what's, what's his name? Sutton Thomas. Put him against Luke whatever. Fullback they want to Luke Thomas. Sorry. Put him against whatever fullback that they want to throw up against them, and just say, you know what? Have at it, bro. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you, Marco. I can't lie to you. I, I'm. I'm more optimistic than Dot and Yak. I'm. I'm surprised at you, Yak. I thought you would be more on the Lewis Diaz train than uh, anyone else. But he looks like the type of guy. He looks like the type. Of, you know, you know them Colombian man, them South American man that are just on crud. He looks like them type of man that's that's gonna come on. Salah's <laughs> gonna be asking for the ball. He's gonna be like, hey, man, no, nah, it's not that fan. Like, hey, you know, get goal bonuses you know, and feed my family yeah. back in Colombia, brother. You mad? Like, he's not here. To play games, so I'm loving it. Like from everything I've seen, people that saw his face the first time, yeah, he reminded me so much of Diego Costa, in it. And do you remember Diego Costa's agent said he's had a hard life. That's why his face looks like that. Yeah, that's a man that's even crud all his life. Listen, and also I just want to touch on this here, but what Luis Diaz done to Nico Williams, and we'll touch on Nico Williams going to Bournemouth, and like this is all going to connect. Still, boy, um, uh, the copy and listeners, but. Yeah, what I saw, what I've seen from him, what he done to Luis Diaz, uh, what he done to sorry for Nico Nico Williams in that Champions League night, peak. I couldn't believe it. He was rushing the guy. I thought sorry for him. That was the day when I was like, you know what, Nico Williams, like the football thing, it's a bit, it's a bit crazy. But we'll get to that. But moving on to one player, to one player we didn't actually sign, um, surprisingly, Fabio Cavallo from Fulham, young talent. You know what? I like the look of him again. I'm not gonna act like I watch a championship like that. You know, we're all gonna be honest gentlemen here and let's be and we keep give our the best analysis we can. 19 years old, 20 in August, in the championship, seven goals, four assists in 18 games. He has some Premier League experience from last year. I think he got four goals, uh sorry, one goal in four games. Um he looks like a player, man. He absolutely looks like a player. I'm gonna to come to you, Doc, first of all. Fabio Cavalio. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. Big, big fan. Um, I know about the kid um, because one, someone that I speak to is very, very close to the player. Um, so, yeah, special talent. He told me about him maybe two years ago that this guy's going to be the next big thing. Like, and when I spoke to him, he was saying, like, when you go through all the, like, Prem academies and you, like, pick out their star talent in their academy, Fabio yeah. was the one that everyone speaks about. And obviously you had like people like Dane Scarlett at Tottenham, like he was on that sort of like level. So the, the kid's special. Um, he moved to to England when he was young. He he grew up in Portugal and then he moved to England. I think he's from somewhere in Southeast London. So like, Lost. look, at the end of the day, um, we didn't get him, but I'm very confident that we will get him in the summer. And I think Liverpool will, will agree a deal. Um, to get this one over the line for a much less fee than we saw reported yesterday. So I can't lie, man. Like, I'm, this one, I'm more excited about this signing than Luis Diaz. Um, I can tell. <laughs> which, which you can probably say think I'm crazy, but honestly, he's got so much potential um, and he's going to be a star of the future. And when I watch him, it's just that elegance that he plays with that makes me like really like stand up and say, yeah, you're a player. And I remember watching him um, towards the back end of last season against Man United. Um, I'm not sure if any of you watched that game, but he had like a big chance from the left where he got one-on-one and he tried to like finesse it past the Gea, but it was a tame shot. You can see that he was very disappointed with himself because he expects better. So again, he's another player that 
under Klopp, once he learns the Liverpool system, he's going to be a baller. And for me, you know, a lot of people ask, what is his best position? And I don't think that's a question that any of us can really answer because for me, he can play on the left. But I think potentially from a long-term perspective, he's going to take that false nine position. Yep, 100%. 100%. And I think if I had to like compare him to a player, a lot of people say Coutinho, but I don't agree with that. Maybe with the way he looks on the pitch or, you know, the hair and the gay and the way he just dribbles with the ball. But for me, he's more like a Jao Felix because for me, he's more of a goal first over Mm. creation. So he's someone that can create, but he's more goal hungry. So look, the the kid's a player. Um, The deal will get done. I'm confident that the deal will get done and we'll see him at Liverpool next season. Nah, you know what, you're a man of honour, I believe you. The way you perked up when you heard about the Fabio Cavallio name, uh, you looked like you were really, like, yeah, this this one, you, when you said that, yeah, I'm more excited for this one than Luis Diaz, I believe you. <laughs> you, you. You definitely sound like you. Because even in my notes, I was going to I was gonna say, you know, he gave me shades of Coutinho, but you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not even gonna say that anymore because I, put, I fully believe you with the way with the way you spoke about spoke about him so passionately. And yeah, for 19 years old, and you're giving the glowing reference. I'm definitely quite confident that you know it was a. Does anyone know why we didn't um, exactly go through the deal? I'm perfectly happy for it to go through in the summer. But does anyone hey, does anyone have an idea on why we didn't exactly get over the line? Um, so apparently, go on, yeah, sorry. No, 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 you go. No, go. I was just going to say, apparently the um, EFL, they don't do paperwork like for extension, so we couldn't um, get the extension through. But in the back of my mind, I think Liverpool know what they're doing here, man. I think they don't want to pay that 8 million euros. They want to probably get it down for cheaper and they're very confident that they can yeah. get it done for cheaper and I 100% believe they'll probably get it done for like half of the price. Is his contract done in them? Um, yeah, yeah. Is, okay, yeah. yeah, so they'll probably I have think... compensation. I think the the large the largest ever tribunal fee was like seven million or something like that. Eight million for Danny yeah. Ings still, and Danny. Oh Ings yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That's was he one. not already an England international at that time? And he was twenty. And he just scored ten goals in the Prem as well. Yeah. So, like... so they, if it does go to tribunal, I know it's a drawn out process here, but they'll probably see like two, three mil. How much was Elliot? Six, maybe? Four and a half. Yeah, four, but I yeah, can't lie. Why, why are Liverpool always, when we want these youths, always going to court, bruv? Every time, suit and tie. We're bringing the lawyer. Don't Judy, fam. Every time Run we that. get one of these. Harvey Elliot, when we wanted him, they were telling us, boy, you're catching a case. Cavalier's looking like we're catching a case. No, this this, not going, this this still won't go to the tribunal. <laughs> it's gonna, it will get done. Like, at the end of the day, Fulham, they don't want to go through a tribunal themselves because they risk losing him to like a team like a European club where there'll be mm. no sort of compensation so they'll agree a deal with Liverpool like to get him sold That's before good. it goes to a tribunal I, I, I want that confidence I want that confidence <laughs> man because I can't lie I'm tired of I'm tired of us going court for, for, for you <laughs> Marco I'm going to come yeah. to you um, when um, when Dot mentioned that Fabio Cavalli compares number nine which is something um, and that Jao Felix role is something that I was is Marcus still here? Something that was very interesting. Is he? You know, I'm gonna come to you because I don't trust Marcus' connection right now. I'm gonna come to you. Yeah. Uh, so when um, also you also had the same reaction when um, Dot mentioned that. Nice to see you again, Marco. Uh, when Dot mentioned that we're going to have um, Fabio Cavallo possibly playing in that Jao Felix number that false nine role. Uh, what do you think of that? I- I'm quite surprised at that, actually. I think all you know me being a Harry Wilson fanboy, I do. 
watch as much Fulham as possible, in it. Um, and yeah, the, the the first thing you notice is like, you know that, and it's it's a rare thing. But there's some players that, and for, to do it at his age as well is crazy. Yeah, he'll if they lose the ball, they'll go and win the ball and end up having a shot on goal. And there's just, and I don't know what it is yeah, but there's just not many players that have that um, that mentality at that age where he's like, if he makes a mistake, he's like, I'm going to score. Not just like, oh, I'm going to get back in position. I'm going to do my job. Let's ease back into the game. He's, he's got that, um, like you said, like Jao Felix, when, before he went to Atletico, he just had that like... That dog in you, it, you, you know? Yeah, you rarely see someone yeah. that age that can grab a game, that can just... A game's a little bit like 50-50, not really going anywhere. No one's controlling it. And he's just, he's got that ability to score out of nothing. Again, a little bit like Diaz and whatever. But having, that's kind of, I think the future front three that we're going to be looking for is like, you you won't replace Bobby because Bobby's, he's just a unique player in it. And, and the, the modern day footballer isn't really coming through like that. But having sort of three players that can just lose the ball. No, I'm going to get the ball back myself, take it around someone and have a shot on goal. Mm. And to see that from a 19-year-old in the championship, I think it's just like, it's nuts. It is nuts. I, you, you just It's just such a rarity. And he, I think, yeah, I, I agree with Dot. I think he's a, he's a special he's a special player, isn't it? He's not just some youngster, isn't it? Like, he's a special player. Yeah, no, I've I, 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 grown references for Fabio Cavalli so far. I, what, from what I've seen from highlights, he looks like a player that's like really like he, he loves to carry the ball, really confident, and that's what you want to see. We, we've kind of had players like that, um, which is kind of nice to see that have come into the side that are very confident in the way that they play. Shimikas, uh, Diogo Jota, Harvey Elliott, even that we got from the same place. He, he literally looks like, ah, oh, give me the ball, I'm gonna make something happen. Curtis Jones, you know, our own Kirkby boy, he, he looks like the type of player to also take that responsibility and get the ball so to add Fabio Cavalli to that list. And these players are quite young as well. Um, all of them, literally under, I don't, uh, maybe not um, Shimikas, I'm not sure, but the rest, all of them under 25, look like they're going to be the future of the club. And to already see that dogging and that confidence to kind of take the team forward, to kind of take that responsibility, it's, 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 it, the future is look, looking bright, looking like good business we're, we're doing. Um, yeah, so I'm very Marco, give us some, Give us another glowing reference for Fabric Valley. I saw you was excited when mm-hmm. both Yak and um, Dot were talking about him. You know what, I haven't watched him much. The main reason I'm excited is more taking one of England's premier talents. Like, it's been a while since people have been all clamouring for playing. We've said, you know what, we're poaching him. Like, he's coming to Liverpool. And if we can get into that mode of constantly getting those type of players in at a young age, I feel like that bowls extremely well. For boy, I don't know the amount of times we've spoken about succession planning. Like, throughout the whole of last summer, it was succession planning, succession planning, succession planning. And Mike will attest to it that he's been speaking about the age profile of the club for such a long time. Like, everybody's ageing. We need to kind of do a refresh. And in Carvalho, I see someone that is going to come in and essentially be that. Um, I was going to say something like, from what I've heard, he's a Grealish slash Coutinho type player. But if not saying the Jao Felix, yeah, and if he's anything like Jao Felix, Boy, we've got a gem on our give hands, isn't it? Give me more of that. It's yeah, give me, like all, of that. Give give me, me all, all of that. Give me all of that. Because, boy, I've been in the group chat saying Jao Felix is the one. Like, if I could spend 200 yeah, more on Jao yeah, Felix yeah. right now, yeah. that's, that's uh, me. Jao Felix would slot yeah. in to this Liverpool side and be ridiculous. 
I don't know why he's bumming it out with Diego Simeone doing all this defensive dog work. Death row contract. Really hooping with some hoopers, fam. Death row contract. You can't, you can't, you can't uh, leave. You're paying him too much. You can't leave yeah, that death row contract, bro. You're gonna have to try to do him like Easy E if he tries to leave, fam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, what? Liverpool, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> but yeah, like speaking on hoopers, yeah. That's the main thing that's exciting me in it. Succession planning and hoopers are going to hoop in it. Right now, I've got an absolute hooper in Harvey Elliott in it. And we've also got the, what has been coined as the Toxef Kaka in Curtis Jones, who's absolutely hooping himself. Game, if you can get all three of them here yeah, interchanging, for Carvalho came up with Elliott as well. So their chemistry would be essentially just need to be rekindled as opposed to building a whole new chemistry. And if we can get those three entertained in here, and the way I've envisioned it in my head is kind of not, kind of FM-like in it, but it would be two number eights in Jones and Elliot. And Elliot has that defensive work rate that we've seen towards the beginning of the season that could mean it could work well with Carvalho as the false nine. They could all interchange and all flex in position across the pitch. Like, we go from being... Liverpool that is so regimented, they're so set in stone in what we do to be in more like Man City where it's positionless, like everybody plays wherever mm. they want to play. And I feel like that takes you from where we are now, because I feel like at the moment, Man City are an amazing side, we're a great side. And that takes us from being a great side to being an amazing side. If we're able to have that kind of tactical flexibility with the players that we have, they're all able to kind of flex wherever they need to flex, and also are technically gifted enough to be able to do that, then, yeah, I think we're in for absolute treat. Shout out Fulham, though. They've produced some extremely good talent over the years. Um, I think the first time I noticed it was Kareem Fry. I think you might remember him from FM. Um, I think I... I can't remember what game it was, but I watched him play one time, innit, when he was about 16 in the um, PR. I don't remember what game this was at all. And I went to the stadium and I saw him and he was absolutely rapid, ripping, man. I thought, you know what? I'm going to keep an eye out for him. Obviously, it didn't work out as well for him. But we've also seen Harvey Elliott. We've seen Ryan Sessegnon, who's come to the Premier League. And we can see he's absolutely talented. He hasn't quite cut the mustard at Spurs because Spurs are Spurs. And they're not using him in exactly the right way. But he looks great. His brother, Steven Sessegnon, who I'm hearing glowing reports about. And now Carvalho. Like, Shout out their little conveyor belt of youngsters and hopefully they can become our little feeder club there still. Yeah, I was, it was actually in my notes uh, to actually praise um, Liverpool for their chance of this. And um, yeah, this is where me and you will have a nice conversation about um, Liverpool's transfer policies and transfer plans. Which, to be honest, I'm, I'm coming with praise. I'm coming with love today. But I just want to praise because I love the way Liverpool have kind of adopted that kind of not not smaller team mentality, but the you know those those clubs in the Premier League, like for example Crystal Palace, who just go straight to the source, go straight to the plug. They don't do this whole waiting for a player to become, ah, uh, you know, for him to bat it up in the league and then we'll pay fifty million when he's actually done something. Eze, Elise, straight to the plug. Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace just went straight to QPR, went straight to the teams that these team play, these players play for. Even um, for example, Leicester as well. James Madison with Norwich. I like it. Like, we need to... Do, I feel like a lot of clubs miss out on the trick of going straight to the championship, getting these players that are clearly ready or can be ready in about two, three years if you give them the time and platform to actually get there. And we've done it with Harvey Elliott. Looks like we're about to do it for Fabio Cavalli, so I'm very happy. 
And that kind of brings me to our, you know, let's have a small but brief chat about our transfer policy. Looks like this, from what we've from what we've seen this uh, January, that Luis Diaz and Fabio Cavadio fit fit into our transfer policy like a glove. They're literally like like not like for like replacements, as we found out on the pod, but replacements which we can rely upon within the near future. Good age, good price, forty nine million remains to be seen. To be honest, in these in this day and age, for what for how much we don't spend and how and how much you know players that go for more are way more disappointing. Seemed like a good price for. I'm sorry, I don't know how old Luis Diaz is. Is he 24, if I'm correct? So, 25. I think 25. Yeah, 25. You know, we've got, we've got Joe R. Paid, paid a bit less for him. Look how he turned out. Luis Diaz is good. But, yeah, FSG, they waited until the last day of the transfer window to actually make a signing. You know, payday. I woke up with more money in my account. But then I also woke up with every man telling me that Luis Diaz is getting signed. So, I see suspicious, you know. So why didn't so why didn't this all happen at the start of the month? You know why 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 wait until even to go even further? Why why wait until January to sign Luis Diaz when reinforcements were kind of needed in the summer more? What's your what's your thinking behind that? I think well I think well a dot might not know but you all know that my that opinion is that they're always well I think it's a, it's kind of obvious this is whether you like it or not they're always gonna wait for the right guy at the right price whether it's that they're not just going to go, do you know what? We could get this guy now. And then like, he might be as good, but we don't believe he'll be as good to them. That's like a bad business sporting decision, whatever you want to call it. So I think to me, after the Barnes and Rafinha transfers didn't happen. For me, I knew that was it because that those were the two guys they were going to go for. Obviously, um, Copper America hadn't ha- happened. Diaz's big season this season hadn't happened. And I think over the first half of the season, they've obviously realised, no, he's number one now. He's the guy we're going to try and get in the summer. What I find a little bit weird is that obviously the Spurs thing sped it up. But from what we know, um, he didn't want to go Tottenham anyway. So I'm not too sure that would have ever happened. But then... This morning, you find out about the FFP thing, and obviously Porto were probably saying they probably knew we were interested and said, "Look, like we have to sell him this window, otherwise it could all go to shit for us if we don't get the same money in the summer." And I think that's probably what sped us up. I don't think we would have signed him. Same with Carvalho. I think we probably got told that other people are in for him. If you don't come in for him, then it might not happen. And we've just said, you know what, get it done now. I think as well, Winter World Cup. So players aren't going to have as much time to get up to speed. They're going to get if they come in the summer, they're going to get a little bit of time. Then they're off again, either on holiday or with their country. So I think it's not going to happen again. But I think it's just circumstances meant that we made the signings. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they wanted to really. It's just worked out well. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're an amazing guy. You actually rationalised FSG stinginess, and I respect it so much. Like, even for, even for in the 2022 World Cup. Well-being <laughs> I actually respect it so much. He, yeah, yeah, oh, 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 man. Yeah, you're too good. You're too good. <laughs> Help me out here. Uh, how, what, what, what are you? What, what do you think the sign? Uh, the thinking behind the Luis Diaz and the kind of January interest that that you know we've kind of conjured up, and you know we've actually been more active than not more active, but it looks like we were looking to be more active than we were in the summer transfer, where we clearly needed the players to kind of. You know, put make put, push for that league, even though we're not doing too bad. Push for that league and also for the Champions League this year. 
What do you think this, the thinking behind that was? I think availability. Um, just how, how football works. It's so stupid that like everything goes down to deadline day, but clubs just posture. That's that's football. We're not selling him. He's staying with us. And then as deadline day approaches, they know that they have to sell and then the deal gets done. So a lot of the time, it's just about timing. There's always complications in this deal. So that's why I'm not surprised that Liverpool got these players in very late because stuff has to happen behind the scenes before a transfer can go through. So, look... As I said earlier, I think we bought him in because of Tottenham's interest. And obviously, Yak said that he doesn't think um, Diaz was, was ever going to go Tottenham. But I think there was, as that was reported outside, that there were some complications and they didn't want George Mendes doing the deal. And he's heavily involved with Tottenham because he's very close with the director of football at Tottenham. So he would have only went to Tottenham if George Mendes had nothing to do with the deal. Mm. So with Liverpool was a cleaner sort of deal where it was just his agents and Liverpool doing the deal. So I think that's why he was more willing to go to Liverpool as much as us being a better club as Tottenham. So look, the deal got done and I think we need to take it as like a month by month basis when it comes to the ownership because, you know, at the start of the season, I was saying, yeah, FSG out, like they're not investing in the squad, but now let's give credit where credit's due. They've come clutch in this transfer window and they've done their thing. And let's give them praise for this moment. In a month's time, my view can change again. But at this very moment, well done to FSG. No, I, I completely agree. And as much as I do criticise FSG and their lack of transfer activity and intent, you know, the guy, the, the if, if you're on Coppin, you know about my intent, my intent game. Um, but I do feel like we have to give praise, praise like Dot said, um, where, where praise is due. The, the the intent to go for Luis Diaz and actually get him across the line. Also, you know, it will always work in our favour, always buying players, you know, of that quality. He looks like a good player. It looks like we, wanted, we were making the push for Fabio Cavalio as well. Um, but we was more likely going to send him back alone, which I would have personally been absolutely okay with for his development because, you know, you, you need that. You know, you can't just tell a nine-year-old, I start drinking in the Premier League. Like, it's not, it's not, it, it, it's not, you, you know, players aren't built like that anymore. You know what I mean? Um, but moving on, we talked about FSG and their previous um, failings and, you know, their current, you know, successes with the signings that they're going to make. We look towards the summer and Marco, you've got a big shopping list, you know, you're splashing out in Harrods, you're trying to look, mm-hmm. you're trying to look in Harrods, you're not, you're not going, you're not going um, Stratford Market, you're trying to look in Harrods, you're, 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 you're splashing, looking at all the designs, not even looking at the price tag. So t- tell us, man, like, what are, you, what are you looking at? What, what, what? Now we've signed Luis Diaz, Fabio Cavallo looks like he's going to be one of the signings in the summer. Um, how much does that... And also, with, of course, Salah getting these contracts renewed. Mm. I'm putting that out there, putting it into the world because it's going to happen. Um, it is going to happen. Do you think that um, this, these deals would affect our summer and what kind of positions do you think we'll be looking at going forward? Also, outgoings as well. We have a couple of scrubs. You know what? I <laughs> would start with outgoings, innit? And... What I want from FFG this window is probably ruthlessness, isn't it? There's mm. a lot of players that Klopp is attached to and we've seen this over the years where Klopp likes a certain player so he keeps them in and around the squad. And that's great for squad harmony, but sometimes works in detriment for squad depth. So for me, I would roll the sword. I would cut Karras' contract short from tomorrow. Like, <laughs> give him the call and say, We're not, you're not needed no more. Don't come back to the AXA. Your access is revoked. Stay at home. Your key card won't work on the door anymore. Yeah, your key card don't work on the door anymore. If you come, we're on site. You, you, so you, know, you, you, know, 
you know the ones in the office here yeah, where someone gets fired yeah and they, and they can't log in anymore and then the, you know the manager comes to them like you want to have a, I'm sorry Lawrence, you want to have a quick chat mate let's, let's go to the- <laughs> that's exactly what he needs <laughs> you know what you know what just because of and you know I don't have hatred towards Karis as much anymore yeah but I would love to see him just be forced to pack up his stuff and have to walk through the whole of the AXA and have to walk out walk home get into his shit car go that's home that's walk of shame shame yeah it's shame. a game of thrones shame. Style, shame. Isn't it? shame 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 trust me then I would probably get rid of Adrian as well. I think Kelleher's not need. So Kelleher means he's not needed. I think also there's a lot of hope in this guy called Marcelo Pitalanga, who's a Brazilian goalkeeper. Um, I haven't watched him myself. I've known from FM and some talk from when he got signed. <laughs> FMC um, love approval. <laughs> the FMC love approval. Man slaps him at FM and he does a little bit of like I put him in the Carlin Cup games and that. So Carabao Cup games. He does a little thing for me still. Um, so I'll get him out. Um, I'll get Matip out as well, you know. I think... Oh, my God. Matip oh, is good. We'll I think Matip it. is great. And I think he's been a great servant to the club. But I think in order to not block the pathways of Konate and Gomez, I think we need to make a sacrifice here. And I think matic stock will never be higher than it is right now and i love matic don't get me wrong his progressive passing his dribbling and i hope he scores a wonder goal this season but i have to be ruthless and shout out joe shout out joe for the ones that know joe for the ones that have been here to cop in banging with us for the longest joe's been screaming ruthlessness from the get-go and i think i'm on that wave now and it like i was doing my best compliment attachment <laughs> um, like I was being sting, I was being sting. Like I was with the company men, but I wasn't a company man. You know what I mean? Like I was, <laughs> That's I was a in the, the line, like tiptoeing on the fence. Oh. I, was from the, I was watching from the stanchions when people were getting fucked up in the ring, like Sting was. And I was out here, but obviously we know Milner's probably going as well. Um, oh, contract being expired, and he won't be renewed. Um, he's been a great servant to the club as well. Hopefully, he goes to somewhere like Leeds, some sentimental thing, and he becomes a player coach at Leeds or something like that. And all the best to him when he goes. Um, I would probably, and this is where it gets a bit tricky because you start having to think about homegrown talents and stuff like that. But Ox, see ya. It's not tricky, like, bro. Get him out of here. I'm sorry. I've, I love you, bro. I like. I'm you. I still have a bet. I still have a bet. 10 goals, 10 assists between you and Naby, my two guys. And you're you on four that, and two this season. Right, you have to swallow that, man. I know, I know. You're on four and two this season between both of you, and it's better than what I expected, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, bro, I think it's time to go. Like, you don't, unfortunately, you don't have the technical capability to take us to where I want to be in terms of that positional, positionless football. While saying moving from a great team to an amazing team. And Ox, yeah. He has these spells where he plays extremely well. And unfortunately, he's not going to be given a run in the side to play as good as he did, let's say, the Arsenal game. And there was like three games and a bounce after that where he was playing extremely well before he got taken out of the team again, which was, was it the Spurs game where he got taken out? Yeah, because I saw Morton um, so, doing his food, bro. So that's not new. Yeah, and then you put Morton in and... I was thinking, you know what, Ox has been playing so well. What's going on that Ox is not playing? Unfortunately, might just be Klopp doesn't trust him in it. And if that is the case, 
Don't we're going to move on to someone that Klopp doesn't trust as well, who is also my guy and I also have hella stocks in. For everybody that knows me, I've had stocks in this guy. Oh, but don't, say don't say it. Nabi, don't say it. My <laughs> guy. No. My no. guy. Come on. They call me a madman. The door is over there. The door is over there. Don't let the don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Get out of here. Marco I love you, but fifty million as an eight, as an eight, bro. Steven Gerrard's number. I tried to vouch for you. Oh, and you're a jugger. Do you know what annoys me about Kate? Yeah, is he can ball. Like when Kate is on, like when Kate is on song, he looks ridiculous. Like he goes past players, he creates. I don't think Bartiago we have a creative a midfielder as creative as him, excluding Elliot and Jones because the sample size isn't big enough. But to be honest, the sample size is even big enough for Cater. Like man hasn't even no, played enough games that could pass him as that. Seasons, man. Like come yeah, on, it's man, like, that's like oh, come on now. Nah, it's, it's, yeah. it's not fair, bro. It's not then, fair on us, bro. Come on, man. I'm gonna move on to the attack now, yeah. And again, another nice guy. I don't bang for him as hard, yeah, but another nice guy. Taki Minamino. No, you're go. killing me. You're you killing go. me. <laughs> you gotta go. The 27th, All of bro. Squares are getting dashed off. Yeah, breaking my heart. I've got nothing left. <laughs> bro, in three more years, you're going to be seeing three zero. Nah, bro, you gotta go. I like him, man. Value, like, man. I, I like Taki, man. I like I, him. I like him. I like as him. He's so frail on the pitch, bro. Like, get some weight. Eat some pounded yam. You're with money. You're with African. Bro. Eat some African food, bro. Like, get some weight on you. But another one, and you know what? I don't mind. This one, I, I don't mind him staying. I don't mind what happens to him. But Rigi as well. You're out here doing fashion shoots in some shiny green latex, shiny green latex boots, shiny green latex jacket. Fam, just go be a model. And I understand that Football might not be your thing. You don't really seem like you're applying yourself to it as much as you want. Go live on a boat like you want, man. Just go get some drip. Be another win out of minute. Like just be a drip guard. Like go wherever you want, do whatever you want. Um, and then probably finally, I would say, and this isn't to sell. This is more to regress both of their roles in it. Henderson, I want to see you more as a rotational player. And I know you are a captain at the moment. But I can't see you playing two games a week. I don't think your body can do it. You've been played by injuries for two years now. Um, I would want to see you be more of a senior statesman, move into the milli role and just come in and as and where it's needed. And in certain games, it might be a Henderson game where you just say, you know what, Henderson, shore it up. Like, go about, do your running, make sure that everybody's disciplined on the pitch. Don't do too much. Don't be doing those half-volley passes that you've been trying to attempt for the past like five years now. Like, just keep it nice and simple. Keep it ticking like you do when you're playing at your best. Then I'll probably go ins. I'll probably go a backup right back. And damn, I think we need a backup right back in it. As amazing as Trent is, and I want to see Trent play every single game, I'm thinking of Trent's longevity. Um, I don't know if you, man, have seen this touchline, like, image that went around the other day, maybe, like, a month ago or so. And it was talking about the minutes played of 24-year-olds before they hit, sorry, minutes played of players before they hit 24. And then you saw the drop off of most of those players when they played so many minutes. The only person that was able to do it up until 30 plus was Ronaldo. Like they've got Rooney who dropped off about 29, 30. They've got loads of man. And I don't want to see Trent do the same. 
I want to see him have a long career and I feel like he's going to be our future Liverpool captain. I want to see him go into his Gerrard years. <laughs> like, I want to see him just ball out until he's at 34, 35. So please give me a backup right back so we can rest him. And I know the backup right back might not be anything close, but get me someone that's solid defensively and can pass the ball moving forward, isn't it? Not like that one Basaki you that these men were trying to claim is as good as Trent. Like somebody that can competently pass the ball in the final third and defend well. Um, then either give me in the field a six hybrid or a specialist six and a specialist eight. And I've been saying hybrid for a while because I've been saying FFG have been moving broke, but you're splashing the cash on Diaz. Get your money up, throw some bands, give me a specialist six in maybe... Oof, is Tushin many a specialist six or would you say is a six eight? Would you say the hybrid? Human man, human, human but, keep talking about these bare exotic names, bruv. Even though it's not exotic names. You want some British bulldog thing? No, 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 no. I want Basuma, bruv. I keep telling you, man, keep sleeping on this guy. Telling uh, me, oh, I don't mind Basuma. Like, I don't mind Basuma. I like, man. He's, just, he's, he's a skank, man. I don't mind Basuma at all. I've been shouting Basuma for a minute, yeah, but today's conversation that we had in the group chat about his progressive passes and lack of... Ah, oh, Marco, um, you let them get you. Ah, oh, come on, I man. I think they got me, bro. Uh, I think they got me, bro. Nah, nah, they I got you. They were nah. like, scary like, numbers. I was even, I was even <laughs> like, jumping into the conversation. I was just reading it in the background, lurking in the shadows. I was thinking, nah, man. Don't like, let this... Don't maybe let's not, you know. You, man. But, nah, you're deep. You're Marco, you're, you're not, this, this way couldn't be a company, man. You're not a rider. is me. Oh, no, we'll talk about this as well. I, 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 I know Doc knows ball, bro, but Basuma's a guy. Yeah, baller. I think, then, yeah, baller. Yeah, to move two forwards, essentially, I feel like we need to get one more forward in. Yeah. And I've been screaming a mobile big man for some time because I feel like we need a plan B. But there's two men on my, I guess, radar, yeah, that I don't mind. And I'll, it is what it is. If you get me, I mean, Gory. Or you get me Jonathan David. And I'm even at a third that has been extremely good this season, kind of fell off as of late. But Watford looked like they're going down. So get me Emmanuel Dennis. He's got, I think, nine goals and seven assists in a shit Watford side. Hmm. If you can get him and shape him, yeah, give me one of those and shout out my Super Eagles. Give me another one of those, man. Run a Nigerian to me still. It's been a yeah. while. Have Liverpool ever had a Nigerian player? Like, I don't think I remember Liverpool having a Nigerian player, so bring that one mm. as the first. And let's a one a one year, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, a one year, but he is a player. Yeah, he never he played. Make in a, it, he didn't make a senior appearance, didn't it? And I'm guessing technically Andre Wisdom, who is a Nigerian by descent, if I'm not wrong, and obviously Shay um, Ojo as well. Oh yeah, Shay yeah. Ojo as well. Yeah, yeah, you just reminded me. But these men just didn't team to stick around long enough and Shea was an extremely good player but it's just not Liverpool level in it so mm-hmm. get me some black so get me a Nigerian in let's Jaye Jaye give me a Jari as well we had a Jari as well oh yeah 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 yeah. them two them two I thought they were going to be good man I thought they were going to be I thought they were going to be it I thought they were going to be the ones but so more, from, from, what, from what I've seen, you want to get rid of seven uh, senior players mm-hmm. and bring in about four. Yep. You know what, I think the squad. I think the squad's quite big. We have I a think big a certain squad. man that don't contribute, and I feel like we have youngers that are coming up. I feel like Jones is going to get more of a part. I feel like Cade Gordon's going to get more of a part next season. I feel like Elliot's going to get more of a part. 
Like, if you give Cade Gordon Minamino's minutes, who's really complaining? Minamino's probably had about under 500 minutes in the Prem this season. Who's really complaining if Cade Gordon gets 500 minutes here and there, like, these little trust minutes? That's so I feel like, accompanied with, and even Tyler Morton, Tyler Morton's coming up and he has been getting some minutes. So, coupled with the fact that a lot of these men are not playing minutes, like, Cater and Ox, I don't know the exact numbers, but they've probably got less than 1,005 between them. If you give that 1,005 split across Jones, Elliot and one more, Morton maybe, then bring in somebody as well who I said was either a specialist six, eight hybrid or a specialist six and a specialist eight. Yeah, man, that would work in my opinion, innit? But we know that life doesn't always go as easy as that. So let's see what happens. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, you've been given the mind, uh, you've been given, you know, an insight into the mind of basically Marco is the wheeler and dealer of Coppen. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of, you know, he's on the same, he's on the same basis for us. So I, can, I, I think he can speak for all of us. Apart from, you know, I don't really want to get rid of seven senior players, but hey, it's neither here or there. We want to get into, uh, you know, the beautiful game, you know, and how their Liverpool side falls about stuff. So Doc, tell us how you guys see this summer transform in the game or how you would see because you obviously can't speak for everyone, how you would want to see the chance for Gundogan? Would you want to get rid of as many players as Marco? And who would you look to bring in as well? Um, I think Marco went a bit far <laughs> with some of the names, personally. <laughs> look, you, you need to be clear. What, what question are, are you asking me? Who do I want to leave or what do I think the club's going to do? Because it's two different... Oh, okay, yeah. We, we, and I, I think I'll yeah. go with what, what I think the club's going to yeah, do. Yeah, we'll go with that because you never know what the club's going to do. They're, they're insane sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think Neko, Nico Williams will leave. I don't think Marco mentioned that. So I think he will be one player that will mm-hmm. leave. I think Nat Phillips will leave. Mm-hmm. I think Taki Minamino will leave if we get a good offer. I think Origi will leave if we get a good offer. And I think... I'm sorry, Doc, do you know the ins and outs of Origi's contract? So from what I've heard, yeah, there's a player option, well, club option to make it a one-year extension in summer. So he might not leave on a free. Do you know, like, the ins and outs? No, if I'm, I've got no... Do any of you guys know the ins and outs? Because I know I know it's, it's something to do with appearances. Appearances, oh, that's yeah, all I know. Yeah, that's all I yeah. Know. he needs to make a certain amount of appearances or start a certain amount of games, I think. That uh, won't happen his, now. Yeah, his one-year comes... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're just going to have to lose him on a free, probably. Sad. But, yeah, I think um, Karios will leave as well. Um, and I think the one that is probably going to cause a lot of, what would I say, grievance to the Liverpool fans, I think potentially Joe Gomez will leave as well. Oh! Um, yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard that still. That's why I want to get rid of Matic. I have to, I have to shift Matic. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously that's one that we have to wait and see, but I don't see his situation changing from now to the end of the season. He's had very minimal game time and um, I'm close to someone that represents him and they're frustrated with the situation, not getting game time. You know, he's fourth in the pecking order and obviously Klopp says, look, you need to wait for your time. Just trust the process. But at the end of the day, if you're not getting selected for games, that says what the manager thinks of you. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, he's Liverpool's World Cup coming up as well. There will be there will be lots of interest in the summer. And I think if Liverpool do get a bid of around, I'd say, forty million, they will, they will let Gomez go. Mm-hmm. There was even like some whispers that you know 
clubs were asking about a loan, but obviously Klopp just didn't want to let him go in January. So I think, unfortunately, I love Joe, um, but I think that's one that can happen in the summer as well. So those are my six. Yeah, the, 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 I wish I could be as close as uh, to Joe Gomez to call him Joe as well because you know like, he's he, he's what he's he's one of them guys that I have a lot of time for from Southeast yeah. London from Lewisham. Proper, proper, like, proper. I, like, I think he's a really good player. I personally think you know not that he's been done dirty, but I feel like you know the way we operate in terms of momentum. Matip had to kind of go through the same thing thing as well when Joe Gomez got in. When, Joe, when he got injured and Joe Gomez stepped in that. You know what it is? It's competition, right? Because yeah. we, as a Liverpool play, as a Liverpool fans, we've never seen Joel Matip stay fit for this sustained period of time. And at yeah. the start of the season, Klopp probably thought, you know what, of all my centre-backs, he's probably going to be first to fall in terms of injury. Mm. But, bro, let's give credit where credit is due. Matip has yeah. done something differently to keep fit. And... I think that's caused the problem at Liverpool. Klopp didn't know he will be available for all of the season. Obviously, touch wood that he stays available. Mm. But bro, man, like that's what competition does, I think, personally. I think Matip saw that look, Kanate's coming, big money signing, 50 mil to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, and putting pressure. So you know that if you come at the team, you're not coming back in. So Matip has yeah. made sure he stayed in the team. Max, yeah, man. Uh, so, we, what, but what, you know what? Yeah, why hasn't he done this before? Why hasn't Matip done this before? Like, why is he not doing yoga and all of this nonsense that he's been keeping fit with before? It pisses me off, man. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Me personally, I, I, I would like to see Matip go only because I'm not been impressed with him this season. Again, Mark, as Marco mentioned, the stock is high, and. I can't lie. I'm, I'm, I'm. I have my bias. I, I think Joe Gomez. He needs more game time. And I personally think, and I personally see. What I'm saying, prefacing it with me personally preferred the defense when we had Joe Gomez and Van Dyke. We never looked like Wolves conceding ever with that with that um, centre back pairing. And I just want to run back those years, man, because I definitely feel like, especially now, we play with more of a high line. We need more of that that pace from Joe Gomez to come back and recover and hunt man down like a dog. Along, with, Of course, with Van Dijk as, as well, with his knee not being what it was um, a year and a half ago, um, we need that kind of speed because I feel like Canate, as good as he is, a tall, commanding, physical, strong centre-back, love him. Anime references are on point. Keep banging them. And I want him to stay and he's still very young so I feel like I've got a lot of time for him and we've got a lot of time for him as well. Joe Gomez just has that. He's a great passer of the ball as well. That, that X factor that we had at, at centre back, and he was looking, he was definitely when he was playing England's best centre back. So I'm 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 jealous, man. I, I want I want I want Joe, Joe Gomez to get Konate's minutes. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna come to you. Um, of course, you're gonna be riding for every single player that Marco wants to sell, even Carrius. Don't be like, oh, just, give <laughs> yeah. another, just give him another game or something. No, give him an extension. Fuck give him an extension. extension. Fuck it. He can be hundred yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want the summer to look like? I think, um, I think I agree on the the, the obvious ones. Obviously, like Millie, Carius, one or both of Origi and Taki. Um, I don't want to see Minamino go, but we paid what just under seven mil for him. If yeah. we can get fifteen twenty mil for someone that never plays, then you just can't you can't argue with that, really, in it. Um, especially with new guys coming in. But I do, um, I think, I, I, I would rather Gomez play than Matip. That ain't the reality. 
Gomez is probably going to have to go because of the age of Van Dijk and Canate. Canate's young. Van Dijk's still got years at his peak. So he's never... It, it feels like Liverpool have moved on from Joe Gomez, which is sad to say. I mean, I think we all like him, innit? He's, I, I, I used to get in so many arguments with people that never watched Liverpool. And it's like, Joe Gomez, he's only good because he's next to Van Dijk and all of that. I so like, I've, I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been in wars for him, but he is out the door at some point. And yeah. someone, if they're wise, will bid 40 million for him. Cause like, I, I'm so shocked Newcastle haven't gone in like homegrown, still got years to improve. I'm so shocked that they didn't go in for him. Fair if they didn't, they spent a lot of money already, but because he's definitely going, I feel like that is why I would very much like to see. And again, this plays into so many different things. Obviously, Vanderberg's going to be back, so he could play the Nat Phillips role and also be cover at right back. I don't know if he'd suit our system so much at right back as he does Preston, but it'd be mm. interesting to see if he gets some game time in it. Um, but I think the idea of getting um, Bubakar Kamara in on a free just makes so much sense to me. He can be that fourth, fifth choice centre-back, but he will be the backup six. It's tricky to see where he'd get games. So I don't know whether he would, because there's probably a lot of teams lining up for him. But yeah, I think where he's a free agent, one of the centre-backs is gone. We need a backup six. I feel like if we get him on a free, that leaves us with quite a lot of um, net spend capital, if you know what I mean, yeah. to like to go big somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I'll, be happy about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll, there's there's no way. Like I agree with Mark on a lot of things in the group chat, but there's no way I'd let uh, Navi go. No way, no way. I think <laughs> I know I'm on my own here in, in the entire world. It's probably only me and Navi's dad that thinks he's turned the corner <laughs> fitness wise, but I think he has. He's been available for a lot of this season. The only real injury he had was Pogba doing him dirty, but. So I think I think he should be given another year. I think he I think he can turn that corner, and he's just too good when he plays. Like if we get twenty thirty million for him, we won't get a better player for that money. No way. So I, I, less outgoings. Get Kamara in on a free, and then I think we're we're free to pounce on deals when they pop up. Uh, Nabi Keita, just just a quick one on him because I, I want I want to get Dot Sports on this. Great player. I'm, I'm with Yak. So, just never yeah. available. You're with him. You're you're, you're yeah. on the navigator. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. riding. You're, you're, you're buying the shirt. Fan, number eight. But, That's your number eight. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just looking at the dynamic of the squad, and I don't ever see him being a consistent starter. So mm. I think maybe it will probably be best to cash in in the summer because if we're going to bring in reinforcements, we're saying that we want a specialist six or eight. That's one of the midfield positions taken already. Then you got Fabinho. Then you got Thiago. Then you've got Harvey Elliott, that's also ahead of him. Curtis Jones, potentially ahead mm. of him. Oxlade-Chamberlain, they're probably in the same position. So mm. Henderson, that I haven't even mentioned, who's the club captain. So when you look at it, as much as we know he's a fantastic player and when he plays, he's one of our better players on the pitch. In Klopp's mind, he's probably fourth, fifth, sixth in the pecking order when it comes to midfielders. Mm -hmm. So I think probably for the club, it will be best to move him on and bring someone else in. Oh, understandable. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on that train. Um, it's been a bit weird because even before Afcon, he didn't. I was like the fact that he didn't start against Chelsea in a big game over Milner was like, it's very telling. It's very telling. Like you can only as much as we like to 
get into Klopp's mind and know and try to, you know, figure out what he's thinking, you know, in terms of not selecting players. Maybe it's because of fitness, maybe because I just don't trust them. Maybe it's because they're carrying this injury. Sometimes the proof is in the pudding, you know. And I feel like with this season, with certain players like, as you mentioned, as much as it hurts us, Joe Gomez and Naby Keita, they're not, they're not, they're not players that Klopp will rely upon regularly, as it looks. They're, they're not, they're far down in the pecking order because the fact that even Harvey Elliott was starting at the start of the season over Naby Keita was a bit worrying. Milner starting games after when he was still fit, Ox even. It's like, it just goes to show, man. So maybe it is time for us to kind of cut our losses and part ways, even I though I, as much as I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, I get onto his fitness and him not being available. He's a good player, very good player. Like we saw that when he was able to do that OT, splashed on him, crashed on him like, differently. And we've seen what he's able to do when he came on against Leicester, controlled the game. But that sense of, you know, I think the best ability is availability. And if you're not mm. there to kind of give the team your qualities, then what what's the point? We can we can always, you know, try to think of the best case scenario, but it is what it is sometimes. How so, how much would you take for him, do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna okay. I'll take twenty to thirty more. I'll be <laughs> See, I'm I'm for, if if it's less than forty, yeah, like, run, run my boy forty, run my boy forty. Because <laughs> listen, we've had four seasons. We've had four seasons of this guy, and could you put a, put together a ten minute compilation of like eleven players like? Time at Liverpool, yes, doing, you know, doing stuff. Yes, you know, without, without without doing that stupid thing on YouTube. On YouTube, you know, when like a player does a faint and then they try to repeat it three times so that it's <laughs> on the beat. Like, nah, man, we can't. We can't put a ten minute compilation of what he of the good that he's done in the four years that he's been here. I'm being harsh. I'll take twenty to thirty mil. Honestly, I'll take your hand off and just yeah, take that. But Liverpool are better business than me. They've got billionaires running the running the club. So who am I? So, moving on from the Liverpool transfer window to the other ops, you know, not ops, you know, to be fair, the ops didn't really do anything apart from Tottenham, maybe. But we're going to look at who had the best transfer window away from our club um, in the whole of the league. So, I put together four teams. Um, I think we will all agree that they had the most active transfer window of everyone. That's Aston Villa. They were able to get uh, Philip Coutinho in on loan. Um, Lucas Digne for 25 mil, Callum Chamber for an undisclosed fee. Again, Sky Sports links it. Uh, Kersman from Dundee United, 2 mil. And Robert, Robin Olsen from um, Roma on loan. Then there was Everton. And um, I'm going to try my hardest to not butcher this name. Uh, Vitali Michelengo. Michelengo. Yeah, Michelengo. Got it. Uh, Nathan Patterson for 16 mil. Um, Anwar El Ghazi on loan from Aston Villa. Uh, Donny van der Beek from Man United on loan. Delia. Daily Ali from Tottenham for 40 million, which is whoa. I think that deal is heavily incentivized, so don't take that 40 million okay, at cool. face value. It's based right. on crazy appearances. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, Newcastle, um, they were able to get in Kieran Trippier from Athletic Manager for 15 mil, Chris Woods from Burnley for 25 mil, Matt Target from Aston Villa on loan, and Dan Byrne from Brighton for 13 mil, and Tottenham. I haven't been on Twitter, so I was kind of surprised to wake up and to see this. They was able to sell um, Delhi Ali for, of course, as Dot was able to inform us, a heavily incentivized <laughs> And they were able to bring in Bentaker for 21.5 mil and Kulisevsky, Kulis- 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 sorry, from Juventus as well on loan. Now, 
I woke up and I was like, whoa, I can't believe that actually happened um, while I went to sleep. So I'm going to come to Yak. I'm going to come to you first. Who had the best chance to of all these teams? I think before I say that, I just want to say that there's two teams that could end up having the best window. They just bought players none of us knew about at the time. And that's Watford and Brighton. I think between them, they bought like eight players and mm. I've heard of one of them. But like they were all pretty good prices. They're all pretty young. So in like five years time, we could be saying, oh, they're all gems. You know I mean, they, they booted up football manager for this window and typed in no older than 21 and just got the cheapest guys they could. <laughs> but like, I think, I think to oh, me... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, and I forgot to mention, big one, Bruno Gomares for 40 mil. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention that. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, I thought about that as well. Actually. Yeah, I think um, it's hard because I think I think Everton have had a really before the Van der Beek and Ali thing. I think getting in a left back, right back, um, and El Ghazi, I think was quite overlooked. Like I'm, I'm a bit of a, I'm not a fan of El Ghazi. I don't think he's sick or nothing, but. I think he's he's pretty decent, and especially as a backup, I think he's better than a Wobi at what the moment. Yeah. Um. So I think that's a pretty good move. Um. Mikalenko, I like from Football Manager. I don't know how good he's going to be in the Prem. <laughs> Nathan Patterson. People, a lot of people have been like, I've got a lot of people that watch Scottish football that were like, no, 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 this is that's a proper good signing. Mm. Um. But I think Aston Villa for the fact that they managed to get Luca Dean, an unreal left back, Philip Coutinho, who like. His last few years have put dirt on him, but like he is, he's up there. Like he, in talent wise, hundred percent, he's up there with everybody. He's elite. Um, so, but then I think everyone else filled a lot of like gaps in their squad of the teams you mentioned. But I think I, I don't know. I feel like Kulisevsky for that money could end up looking like an absolute bargain. I know is he's he, not is like... Is he alone at the moment? Or is he, or is oh, he I, thought, I thought it was no, 19 mil or something. I think Kulisevsky is permanent. Ben and Tanker is alone. I can't lie. Sky Sports need to fix up with their um, reporting because this is why we go to Fabrizio and their man and the beautiful game because <laughs> you're <laughs> telling me that... That's, that's where they get it, fam. That's where they get all their Twitter. This is why we go to them, man. You're coming with these kind of facts. I literally copy and paste this from fucking Sky Sports and they're telling you and they're getting the wrong way around. This, this is why, man. But sorry, carry on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Spurs as well, the opposite of Arsenal, they've done a good job of getting players out that and, and into teams where they could get a fee from them in the summer and then bringing in like I know a lot of people aren't big on Benton Core, but like I, I I think he's a really good player. And I think Kulisevsky is one of them young players that goes it's weird. He like he he's he plays a lot for Sweden, he plays for Juventus and somehow he's like under the radar. Like a lot of people I know were like, Who's who's this geezer? And like every time I watch him, you can just he's got talent. He's not that intense, like pressing wise, he's he, it wouldn't suit Liverpool at all, but the guy is if he kicks on at Tottenham, that's that's a serious, serious signing. I think it's mm-hmm. up there talent wise with the Coutinho one, I think. Yeah, I I I've I've obviously you know, we, we all know about the FMC level approval. He, on that game, he's, he's wavy. And I'm not um, had a big look at um, Kulisevsky at um, Juventus, but Conte, yeah, with wingers, there's one thing that I always give Conte and with wingers, when he gets a winger, it's cash money. That winger will do what Conte wants him to do. And if Conte has trusted, and you know, with Juventus as well, they're a pretty hard-working team. 
um, especially the Wiggins, they they fly up and down the pitch. And that's the kind of player that Conte wants. But I'm going to come to you, Dot. Um, out of those four teams, um, who... Who's transfer window excited you? I don't know. I don't know, bro. Um, really? Honestly, I can't. I can't sit here and give you a solid answer. But I would say, look, I'm not going to go with any of those four teams. I would say Liverpool because, like, <laughs> love it. If, yeah. if we had to go with right now, as we're speaking, what is going to like probably or potentially derail our season? I think if Van Dijk gets injured, we can probably deal with that this season because we have Kanate, we have Matip, we have Joe Gomez. Mm-hmm. If Salah or Mane picked up an injury, I'll be feeling a bit less confident. I know we can bring in Firmino, play Jota from the left, and obviously play Mane from the right off, um, Salah from the right, and then vice versa, if, depending on who was out. But I think the Luis Diaz option just gives us, all of a sudden, like you just look at the squad and you think, like, this is, it looks strong. Mm. Five attackers, you look at Man City, they've got six attackers. We're almost there now in terms of all right, one week we can actually rest Salah now because we have Luis Diaz. Whereas before, we can't do that because we know that it's going to be Taki or Origi coming in. No disrespect to either of them. They're good players, but they're not at that level. So I think when you look at it, all of a sudden you look at the Liverpool squad and you see Harvey Elliott back to fitness, Thiago back to fitness, Naby Keita back from AFCON. You're thinking, hold on, there's some serious like, ammunition. Fitness, you get me? Mm-hmm. There's some serious ammunition in this team. So I think that Luis Diaz signing was... Just the perfect January signing. Oh right, no, that's that's a different take because you know you're going over quality over quantity as a, mm. a, a man of class. You know you're Always. looking at some of the dross that's being signed by Everton, <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're looking at that like, boy. Yeah, that's that's cool, nice names, but what? Is what that, I look do at Donny Van yeah. der Beek and I'm not gonna. Like, I don't think he's that good. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason why the Man United managers were not playing him. Like it was all Oli's fault, and Oli doesn't give him an opportunity. Ralph Ragnick's coming, and he's seen the same thing. So that mm. means there must be something as to why the manager has a reservation over the player. Like it's just as simple as that. I don't think he's that good. At the end of the day, when he was playing for Ajax, he was in a system that suited him. He was in a system that allowed him to have the third man run and be that main sort of attacking hub to get into the box. Now you're playing for a team like Man United. When there's Bruno Fernandes, when there's Cristiano Ronaldo, when there's Marcus Rashford, it's a different ball game. You need to be a big personality and you need to step up to that level. And I don't think he's at that level. No, he's not. Um, because it's, it's, a, it's a weird one because you, you would think because of the where he comes from, you know, the school of football. And Ragnick also being this kind of total football kind of director of football, you know, uh, apparently he's to show on Klopp's dad. You know, I'm, I'm still waiting for those birth certificates and to see to see that his signature on that. But it remains to be seen. Um, and you would have thought Danny Van, Donny Van der Beek would have been kind of like the total football kind of player. And what you're saying is right. Like if two managers, one who's not really a manager, to be fair, he's a director of football, but still has a good eye for talent. You know, we've seen his track record at um, both Red Bull clubs. Um, and Oli, who uh, not really proved to be the best manager, but still a manager in his own right, um, weren't exactly feeding you. It's a bit weird that you're, you're, you're not getting chosen. And he may, maybe doesn't have that dog in him, you know. Um, and the fact that he kind of went to Everton as well, I was listening to Mugga, of course, listen to Mugga every Monday, um, another Man United podcast uh, that comes on every week. Um, and they mentioned that the fact that Everton bought two number 10s is wild. And they also have Damari Gray, who, fair enough, they're probably trying to play him off the wing. But 
I don't know how that's gonna work. Like strange club, man. Yeah, strange I've, club. Strange I've, they were having a better window up until deadline day. Like if they hadn't <laughs> bought those two, it would have been better. And like I'm so like I'm Deli Ali, there's a player in there somewhere in it. Like in the right system, he he's, he'll be good. But like I don't know why Everton forget Van der Beek, forget Ali. Why didn't you just get Lingard on loan for six months? Like. Yeah, one, yeah, one, yeah. I'm, hearing, I'm, I'm hearing Lingard's thing was stupid though, and I'm hearing it yeah, was ten, 10 mil loan. What? So loan for loan? What? Yeah. And, and I'm yeah, hearing and, that. Yeah. Go on, essentially, sorry. Ralph Ragnick priced him out of a loan move, innit? That's insane. Yeah. Like, the way. To be honest, I, I don't think Jesse can really complain. He had the opportunity to leave in the summer, he decided to stay mm. at Man United. Mm. He, he was advised to stay at Man United by his family. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like, mm. you can't now say the club didn't let you go in January. You had the opportunity to go six months before that, bro. So, Because I, 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 I was thinking maybe, you know, United kind of sold him, sold him a bill of goods. Like, you know, you're going to... Yeah, I'm hearing he got sold a bit of a dream. I, yeah. I guess from where Dot's coming from, he heard a little bit more. But from what I guess the general consensus was, it was, you know, Ole told him he was going to play at some point. And that kind of made him want to stay. For me, personally, he should have been playing. With the way United have been playing, how shit they've been, he should have been like getting some game time at least. So something must have definitely gone wrong in that situation still. I'm surprised. Um, um, I'll, well, I'll come to you soon, uh, Marco, but I'm surprised no one's kind of... The fact that Yak even forgot to even mention and don't didn't really mention as well. Like, Bruno Gomorra's, no one... Is he just a, a you know them exotic names that Twitter, Twitter likes to bring up and like Arsenal fans just like you know do do a compilation of just to see oh yeah he's nice like not really f- f- moved by the, by no, that no, I'm, I'm, like Mar like my like one of my other teams in it so I watch their games but I don't Thanks watch Leon. a lot of Leon yeah, and yeah. I I I. Statistically, like he looks pretty, pretty good in it, but like I don't know, like it's just, it's just a feeling I get when I'm just like, mm, I don't buy it, like I just don't buy it. If it's gone from Arsenal to Newcastle, and to be honest, like prove, like prove me wrong here, but I haven't heard a lot of other teams in for him. Yeah, I, yeah there's just I don't know. It's man. like it's like the Fakir thing. It's like Fakir Awar. You know them names there that just sound nice French, oh, French league. Wavy, wavy couple comps, you know, French you playing in the background. Exactly. exactly. But I don't know, man. Like a couple of these man, I think after Pepe, the the league league one tax is a bit crazy because <laughs> no one's really trying to take that punt anymore. But Newcastle is really I can see you laughing there, but no, no, I think he's I think he's gonna be a good player, but I don't I'm not the biggest fan of Newcastle's business overall. Like mm. Dan Byrne for 15 mil. That's not that improved. Could have got Phillips. Could have got Phillips for ten. They could have got Phillips. Like I don't yeah. understand why no Premier League club went out and got Phillips. Like, he's tried and trusted. Fam, he was pivotal in us getting top four last season, winning mm-hmm. every header, winning every 50-50, putting his heart on the line. Dan Byrne, I think he's a Newcastle lad, so maybe that makes sense oh, that man. he wants to go back home. Yeah. But should have stayed in sunny Brighton, man. Yeah. I don't Christmas get it. Obviously, they brought in trips as well I think he's going to be good for experience but I think the big problem when it comes to Newcastle is that like I do think Chris Wood is a decent signing because he's tried and trusted in the Prem he scores goals but the problem with that signing is that he's just replacing Callum Wilson's goals so they actually haven't added new goals into their team and that's why I still think they're in big trouble right yeah because it's not looking the signings that they've made 
on paper, you know, Chris Wood Premier League, you know, he's been been around the Premier League for a couple of years. Kieran Trippier, nah, he's at 33 now, but you would think a bit of quality. Bruno Gomares is the one where, where none of us, I don't say he's a good player, but none of us are really like, wow, that's an amazing 40 mil signing. Because you would think two, three years ago, when, you know, the streets were on, like, every single exotic name would have been all over that. But now, the price of the brick has gone down. You know what I mean? Matt Target on loan. I, thought, I, think, I think that's Good all right. Good signing. Good signing. That's, Good that's signing. all right. That's all right. Uh, Dan Byrne. Yeah, up to most. I won't lie to you. Don't really know. Don't really, don't really know anything about him. I, I won't lie. So, maybe he's a Newcastle lad. Good luck being at home. Get your money. Be around your family. I'm happy for you. Um, but, Mark, I'm going to come to you. So, yeah, um, yeah we're going to end it with Dot. Yo, you're more quality over quantity. Liverpool's you for you. Yak, you're more Aston Villa because, you know, Steven Jarrett's bringing him the feed and back with Philip Coutinho mostly. Let's not lie. <laughs> Marco, mm. what about you? Um, I think I agree with a lot of what's been said in it. I think Newcastle's business has been strange. It's understandable why, I guess, because of the situation they're in. It's quite precarious. Mm. You need to essentially get players that may not mind going into relegation. And to find those are few and far between. Um, you don't also want to go out and spend loads of money promising that you're not going to get relegated and then get relegated, especially with Burnley having so many games in hand. I think it's three games in hand on Newcastle. And they're going into buying. So they're going and buying that white horse too. We were talking about last summer, I believe. I think Chris was talking about last summer as a potential striker that could come in for us. And... If no, Christian lost the level of I, 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 I don't, I don't. When it comes to strikers, I, I don't tell what Chris says because he, he's just some mad, some mad use. Remember he put Bernie into the chat. I never forget that. <laughs> no, 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 I don't trust that guy. But carry on. But um, yeah, like they're targeting a different ilk of player than they were before, and I don't know if it's this corner thing or I don't know. Like <laughs> it seems like that is on a BLM thing right now. Still so looking at. <laughs> All the man them and said, you know what, you man are all right still. Like, I'll pick you up, man, pick you up. You're one of the good ones, mate. You're one of the good yeah, ones. That is, it is proper, isn't it? You're one of the good you got, ones, you are. He's got linked to so many different players that he wouldn't really put down as typical Burnley players, isn't it? And for the business that they've done, they've done quite all right themselves, isn't it? Like, they've replaced Chris Wood, they've mm. brought in a few names. Um, I feel like with Newcastle, yeah, it was more they're trying to put pieces together that are tried and trusted in the Premier League, like Dot said, but they're not going for the right ones. Like like we said, Nat Phillips is on the table, fam. He paid 13 million for Burns. And Burns is a good player. Like he's uh, He played as an auxiliary left-back. He's played as a left-wing-back. He's played as a centre-back. So he's got that whole left-sided defence on locking. If you put him in as a centre-back, he should slot in. He should be really, really good. If I remember correctly, he's about six, seven, towering in the air. He should help the defence. Um, and he will be better than what Newcastle currently have because Newcastle's level is so low. Like, I think their best defenders are the Cells. And he's bad. Yeah, I don't really know that. Bad. You know who bad. I used to like for Newcastle? Though? I used to like Fabian Shaw, yeah. And I don't know where he's gone. Like, he's dropped off a cliff. Mm. Like, he's lost a lot of pace. Everybody at Newcastle just seems to be trash. Like, they did he get a big injury to... story? Sure, yeah, he get... did. I think he did still. I think he did, but I don't know what the injury was. Um, no, yeah, I know. Playing... So, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I know he, after the big injury, he looked very like off the pace, in it? I think he's he's lost mm. a, a yard and at centre-back. You, can't, you don't get away with that if you weren't already quick. 
Yeah, I think you can. I guess all of us remember his goal, like when he did a Matic esque run and he banged it in, like in the box. I think this is yeah. like three, four years ago now. Yeah. Um, but going on to Newcastle's current team, they still have Manquillo, like Javier Manquillo, who came to Liverpool and couldn't cut it and got shipped off. They have Manquillo playing right back because Benitez brought him in and liked him and they've just stuck with him because Bro. where's he going to go? That he was problem. there on a two-year loan deal, yeah. And Benitez said, you know what? I like you. Like, let's make it stick. And he just Benitez, stayed around. Like, they have... Benitez is a criminal, bro. He brings in bare man <laughs> and just like, fuck, he got... He, that story say, goes goes to places and fuck shit up, fam. He went to uh, New York. You know what, yeah. Put a bare Spanish he... man and was like, yeah, yeah, just bust, bust through. When Everton, <laughs> even saw in the last game, man was like, right, I'm going to sack your, your director of football. I'm gonna get rid of Lucas Dinier and then boom, get like a 10 mil payout. Rafa Benitez is uh he's on this Italian job team. Comes in, even saw Norwich, man was just smiling when they were losing, like, whoa, the payout's gonna be nice. I might get <laughs> you know, funny enough, you mentioned Italian job, yeah. I think Benitez yeah, is almost on par with Antonio Conte, yeah, the way he leaves clubs post <laughs> Like he gets in some nasty man. And what do you do when you have them man on your books? Um, I feel like Matt Target was essential for them. Um, Sam, they had Matt Ritchie playing left back, and terrible. I remember terrible Matt Ritchie player. playing as a CM. Yeah, CM he was all right, but at left back, left. oh my days, he is dead, like <laughs> absolutely dead. And then midfield wise, it was John Joe Shelby, Joe Willock. Who I like Willock in it, but Willock is mid table standard. Shelby, mm, like he hasn't got any pace anymore, and he can't dictate games anymore. He's literally been the game's moved on so much from him that I don't think he's relevant anymore. Yeah, them, them um, who was that other midfielder by the way? Uh Hayden? Obviously yeah. Oh yeah Hayden and Isaac Hayden who's a Arsenal reject and just look <laughs> average. Like absolutely yeah, average. Yeah, no, no, solid, average. But... He looks he looks championship level and you can't be fighting relegation with championship level players. Obviously you can, but you don't want to be. Um, especially when you have oil money in it, like you want to be having some big boys in there in it. So yeah, you can't see how good Sela Mitz is, like Johan Kabai, bro. Like they, oh, they not have your Sela Mitz for a minute. Johan Kabai was it was Johan Kabai and Hatem Ben Arthur that were just jogging, absolutely jogging, bringing back the feeling. But you know, um, they've moved. Oh, go on, say, go on, yeah. I was gonna say about with the Newcastle thing. Does anyone know with the the Bruno deal? Is there anything relegation wise? That's what made me feel a bit uneasy thing. about it. I thought he really... apparently there's not, you know, there's no clause. Do you know, it's these these, these, these guys, yeah. These, 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 I don't want to come across as like I'm hating on the French league, but it just seems it just happens to be them. But the guys come from the French league, they see a Premier League, or they see a Premier League wage, and they're like, fam, I'm rolling. I don't care if I'm leaving Lyon, I don't care if I'm leaving Nice, I don't care if I'm leaving Marseille, I don't care if I'm leaving Montpellier, wherever they come from. Leave, come here, get a pay wage. They don't mind. And then, you know what? They'll get a move. Like, I think I've been with seven. Yeah, um, we went yeah, to Fulham. Yeah. That was a very surprising move. But if you're getting... And I thought Fulham would would, would have done well. Would have done a lot better with him and that window that they done. Hey, they move on. Demand the, uh, the, the team probably... He said, they don't pay championship. Team probably won't be able to pay his wages. Newcastle might be a different story. Um, but they moved to like a Galatasaray or something like that. Keep it moving. Um, so... Yeah. The Bruno one doesn't really surprise me. Like the the, the French league, especially there, you can pluck talent from there, and they're, they're really 
And also, of course, I've got to give respect to them. They're, they're really down for the Premier League challenge and to come and play here and show their worth. So, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah. Funny enough, going, yeah, just going back to Bruno. Well, Bruno is was at a Leon side that's currently sitting 13th in the league arm. They have yeah, they have a lot of talent, but they're not really doing that well in it. I haven't really watched that much of League On and to us, I haven't really watched that many of other leagues this season. It's been a bit of a mad one for me, innit? So but from what I've seen, their stats wise they don't look that good, innit? And mm. if you wanna play for a move, you come to the biggest league that has the most eyes on it at this moment in time. Like people are gonna be watching Newcastle's relegation fight. People are gonna be watching them, especially because they have the buy money now, like Everyone's going to be watching the Premier League. So it's interesting that he doesn't have a relegation clause. He could essentially play his way to a move. Um, just speaking on Newcastle and their enforcements as well, I completely agree with Dot. Like they're replacing Callum Wilson's goals. And for me, the front three of Almiron, ASM, and Callum Wilson was good enough to shoot them out of relegation. So I understand the tactical move to weaken one of your rivals in Burnley but now your rivals in Burnley have went and spent half of that relegate so that release clause on Weghorst who's essentially from what I've seen anyway is as good as Chris Wood like yeah there's Bundesliga Bundesliga and no do you know what it is yeah he's better than Chris Wood but Bundesliga attacks I'm going to say he's as good as Chris Wood he should be Workhorse has not, he hasn't touched, he hasn't played a game in Burnley yet. He hasn't had a cold <laughs> Sunday night, 5 5.30 Sunday when the dead games are. You know when it's like Brighton versus, Brighton versus, I don't know, fucking... Watford. Watford or something like Brighton versus Watford, 2 o'clock. Burnley versus fucking... Norwich. <laughs> Burnley versus Norwich, 5.30. He ain't, he ain't done that. He's used to be, yeah, Germany gets a bit cold, you know, you might go to Bochum and them places there. But yeah, he ain't come and played the real. So we'll, we'll see about them. He's you're, better, yeah. chance, you're not getting. You're not getting the ball to feet either, in it. You show yeah, nah, the ball. Nah, like, nah, like, nah. Hey, come like, on, mate. Yeah. 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 I can't. I actually can't imagine Workhorse running the channels though. Like, imagine him trying to whip it in and he's trying to do all of that. Chris Wood does. Like, he, he, put, he does put a shift player. in Workhorse though. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. So, essentially, for me, yeah. Just to bring it back to Newcastle, essentially for me, they haven't strengthened at all, other than in midfield, where obviously their midfield bar was so low. But I guess, if I know they have strengthened, I lied, sorry, their bar was so low that they have strengthened, but the strengthening wasn't enough to get them out of relegation. Um, so who I think has had the best win, I think it's Aston Villa. Like, they had a couple pieces of their puzzle missing, which was a ball-playing left-back, because Matt Target, I like him, and... He was extremely good at Southampton. He was a great young player for them. And even someone I suggested that Liverpool should sign at some point just because he was young and he was doing well and he's English. Yeah. Um, but he just isn't good enough for that level of football. It isn't good enough as a ball player. So you get Indinia in it, who is really, really good at what he does. Um, on the front foot, he isn't great defensively from my point of view, but on the front foot, whipping in balls and Putting in balls to the level of strikers that are Watkins and Ings who are absolute poachers on their on their day, like that should be absolute bread and butter for him. And then Coutinho, who I'm not gonna say I was falling for a move myself, but you know there's a bit of nostalgia, man. I love Philip, man. I've still got Philip yeah. paid top like, sitting that. in my wardrobe, yeah. like like he's still he's still that guy, isn't it? Like when you see mm-hmm. Philip, 
just go back to the Man U game and he came on the pitch and he completely changed the game. It's just the way he takes players out of the game because everybody knows he's a threat. He just dribbles with it, sucks you in, beats you, <laughs> beats you with a pass. Like, it's not. And then to put him around somebody that's as young as Jacob Ramsey, who's going to be learning off of him, somebody Ooh, like Ndia, who's also learning off of him, mm. and then put those three, like, progressive players, as well as still com- still having McGinn and Douglas Louise, who they didn't lose, which I think is extremely big for them, having that front six all working together, that's nuts for me. And, and also, a lot, of men, a lot of men forget Leon Bailey's still active. He's injured at the moment, but mm. he's active. Like, he's going to come back into this side and he's going to be another person that can interchange. And he's a baller himself. Like, he likes to do this one-touch, two-touch ball. So... I think for me, they've put the right pieces of the puzzle. And also, no one really speaks about their outgoings because the young players tend to get overlooked. But Jacob Ramsey's brother, Aaron Ramsey, is out on loan. So he's mm. not wasting any time at the club. Chukomeni, um, say, Chukomeka. Yeah. my bad. Nigerian, I can't even say a Nigerian <laughs> name. Right. Um, Chukomeka, he- he's gone out on loan as well. So he, instead of getting trust minutes, he'll actually be starting. And someone who I used to like when he came up, I think two years ago, Keenan Davis, he's also gone alone to Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest, and, yeah. Um, Cameron Archer's there as well. Cameron Archer, I'm not a big, big fan of, but he's also a young player that is out there, has been moved out. Um, so for me, they've done it the right way. Like They've brought in two players who upgrade them and take them from probably mid-table to bottom half of the table to maybe even fighting for European places, like mm. maybe the Conference League or maybe the Europa... There's so many people fighting for top four, so let me not say um, Europa League, but probably the Conference League they're fighting for at this moment in time, and they have Gerard as a manager. We know Gerard's aspirations. We know where Gerard wants to be in the near future. I'm assuming it's Liverpool, and I'm assuming it's Champions League football. I'm assuming it's winning titles. Mm. If you can get Aston Villa into that, Conference League area and then get them playing and from what I see Gerard Ball looks really really good still like the way these men pop the ball about like the only time they haven't popped the ball about this season is versus us and that's because Gerard showed a bit too much respect to Trent and Salah and naturally being a Liverpool lad and Liverpool through and through you're going to have a bit of bias and think you know what I'm a bit nervous about these players here in it like I'm overweighting it a bit too much so he tried to not play shut us down and essentially it worked well like we didn't score until was that game 2-1 if I remember correctly Salah penalty and I can't remember last uh, I think it was even 1-0 I think it was even 1-0 oh no 1-0 Salah penalty like 60th minute and Ings yeah. was so Mings was great throughout and then he made a mistake and yeah. also Callum Chambers who um, they've just lost Axel Twinzebi to Man United who got essentially recalled him I think he's gone back out to Napoli um, but yeah, they've replaced the defender that they've lost. So yeah, like they've done really, really good business for me still. See, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of like Chambers, you know. I, I know it's weird, isn't it? But yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good signing. I think Chambers is pretty decent. I don't know why he can't find ever find a place in Arsenal's team. I mean, they start Cedric over him. I think that's nuts. No, I think that's he, nuts. He, he's, he's not good, man. Uh, I remember when he went on loan to was it Middlesbrough. I was thinking, no, maybe there's a player in there. He's ass, man. I'm sorry, he's not. You're not like Chambers. Uh, oh, I think he's good. Uh, well, good, like, being good. He's all right. Yeah, nah, <laughs> I'm not in that. Nah, not for me. But, um, 
to round it off. Um, I'm personally, this is a surprising one. I think Tottenham had the best window, you know. Um, they replaced Endon Bele, who was running around like a dog. <laughs> they replaced Endon Bele, got him out on loan. Um, they, got, they managed to somehow sell Deli Ali for a good amount of money. Of course, uh, it's going to be heavily incentivized. <laughs> and they brought in Kulikinosevsky. And I can't lie to you, for what Tottenham actually need, they don't need much. Of course, they need, you know, they bought another left back this, this summer. Right back, they could do, especially for Conte, for Conte ball. Doherty can probably do for a bit. That's not bad business for me. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it short and simple. Um, and the outgoings are pretty pretty much what I'm excited about. Gil, Lesolso, all of them, man, just gone. Um, but briefly, two more topics, and we're just going to touch on them. We're done, then we're done. Uh, briefly, AFCON, you know, two of our main men, Mane and Salah, were able to get through to the semi-finals. Um, Salah got a crucial goal in the 53, 53rd minute after Morocco scored, um, was able to get a goal. Able to um able to get into extra time, they was able to go through on extra time. Um, did Salah assistant assist as well? Was it a goal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so assisted that elite performance for uh, for Egypt and Mane for the first time actually looked like he was playing for Senegal. You know, you heard about Luis Diaz and he just started to ball out and actually apparently um not apparently but of course it was an assist but apparently played really well in the game as well. Um, so who's watched both or who's been keeping up with Afcon? Anyone here? Oh, yeah, I've been Af- watching it. Go yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Still. yeah I've, I can't lie. Afcon's like it's always been my favorite tournament. I've just I don't know what it is, but I just think <laughs> I think it, honestly I think it is the best. It's the best though because like Copa America, they just kick the shit out of each other, and yeah. like every you might get the odd like nice goal, nice beat in the play, but they just kick the shit out of each other. Euros is boring because you know every single player there, but mm. like I feel I feel like with Afcon as well is like you. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what it is, but I just I just enjoy it a lot. And I think um I don't think I think to to be honest, I think Navi probably had the best AFCON out of all of them individually. I think Salah's had his yeah. moments, but I, I I don't know if Egypt particularly used him that well. I sort of feel the same with um Senegal. I feel like for the quality they have, I don't feel like Mane has to do as much as they ask of him. I think if he just played his role, it they'd be a lot better. Um but yeah, I'm I'm pretty um I'm looking forward to Cameroon Egypt. Is it Cameroon Egypt? And Senegal got Burkina uh, or is it the other way around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah kind of uh, Egypt's better Kina Faso um Senegal. Egypt. No, Egypt <laughs> and Senegal will meet in the final they're on the different sides. Yeah. So um that's correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the because I, I think Cameroon have got a good side and they got I think they've been the best. Who... I think they've been the best best team yeah. in the tournament. Um yeah, I, I think Cameroon, Jack, I hear it. You know, I think Cameroon are probably the slight <laughs> favourites at the moment. And I agree mm. with Jack, man. I think the tournament's been very good, you know, if I'm being totally honest. I think the quality has been good, especially when it comes to watching Cameroon. They've been fantastic. Um and a lot of it's funny because you watch a lot of the African teams and you'd be like, like, there's just no style like to the style of football <laughs> they're trying to implement. But like, I know Nigeria disgraced themselves, but in terms of like the the games before they got knocked out, you can actually see a style of play with Nigeria mm. where they were trying to keep the ball, they were trying to dominate possession. They outplayed Egypt for 45 minutes and they looked a class above, but obviously they had that shocking performance and, and we got knocked out. But 
I think it's been a good tournament, man. It started off um, with a lot of criticism, obviously, with the officials blowing out 85 minutes and then blowing out 87 minutes. But I think after that, the quality has actually been very good, man. Yeah, it, it looks like everyone's enjoying AFCON a lot more. Obviously, the the you know the live coverage from Sky Sports has not been the best, but it's actually given no. AFCON that platform. Yeah. We're, not, we're not on Eurosports or ITV2. Um, you know, that, that's good to see. And I, I, I like that you mentioned that, you know, teams are actually playing with some sort of identity and some sort of, um, you know, style of football. Not, as you said, not style, but, you know, some sort of plan. Because I feel like in AFCON especially, African teams are victim of, and this this applies to a lot of teams around the world, to be fair, oh. where they have one star player and they just give it to them every time. And then that star player, you can't you can't joke it the same way you do in the Premier League. Like Yaya Toure was coming here and he's playing like he's playing he's playing like a, a wash shit Tiote, bro. Like he was moving mad when he came to Afcon. He couldn't get he couldn't put passes together, and you kind of see that. And I feel like especially with teams now in Africa. They've kind of learned to kind of play with the players instead of uh, instead of around and directly to the players. Like Mane looks like he's getting involved more, even though he doesn't look like he's you know putting his foot on the gas too much. He's getting involved more in play. Salah's not just you know trying to do the Superman thing and run through every play. He's trying to actually use his team. So yeah, I, I agree that there's more quality there. Marco, um, your thoughts on you know our two superstars um getting to the potentially getting to the final and their performances. You know what. I've watched trips and drives of the AFCON. I haven't watched every single game. Um, yeah. I watched a lot of the Niger- well, I watched all the Nigeria games. I missed the Tunisia game, unfortunately. Um, I've watched quite a lot of the Egypt games as well, and I completely agree with what Yak's saying. I don't think Egypt use Salah to the best of his ability. They have him as a number nine. They don't essentially play through him. Um, but I saw his goal and assist. Um, in the most recent game, and his assist was like typical Salah. Like to do it on, I don't want to say that pitch, but I'm gonna say that level of pitch. Yeah, to beat someone like that on that level of pitch, yeah, and then put in a superb ball like that, that was great. I saw Mane as well. Um, in the Cameroon game, the Cameroon game looked a bit more back and forth than the Egypt game, in my opinion. Like. There wasn't that many chances in the Egypt game, but the Cameroon game looked like it was more of a basketball match. People were going for each other's throats. And the weight of pass on Mane's ball for the first goal, where the guy slotted it, I can't remember who it was, but slotted it bottom left, um, was great. And um, it was Ismail Lassar as well. Ismail Lassar came off the bench and looked extremely good. Uh, he's someone that, I wanted the season before, um, the summer where there was all that noise about us getting him for 40 million when Watford drops. I did want him quite a lot and he still seems like a raw talent, but he looks like he's improving each and every game. Like he's more direct, he knows what he wants and he just puts his foot on the pedal. Um, so yeah, it's been really, really good to see. And I'm so happy that these men are enjoying their time away with their country in it. Like, they deserve some jubilation. They deserve some reverence, especially like these are two of the greatest footballers in the world at the moment. And they're getting their plaudits where it's due. Like we saw Mane go to the AFCON and get a hero's welcome. We saw Salah go to AFCON, get a hero's welcome. They're all linking up together, taking pictures, like having a bubble. And it's nice to see, man. I like them around those vibes. Obviously, it doesn't really bode well for Liverpool Football Club at this moment in time, but 
Yeah, like that's the sacrifice that I'm happy to take, man. These men are enjoying playing for their country. Ideally, I would like the Premier League stopped when Afcon's on. Give it the due respect, like you would do a World Cup that's coming up. We're going to literally stop the World Cup in November, so stop Premier League in November for the World Cup. I would like that level of um, reverence paid to Afcon in future. But you know what? We know what it is, man. We know the reason why that's not going to happen. Um, so. Ideally, I would also I would like the coverage to be a lot better. Like I don't want to be yeah, having 100%. to go on YouTube to watch Nigeria. Like it was getting streamed on CAF TV. I was so angry, you know. <laughs> I was literally waiting for the game. I was thinking, yeah, I'm just gonna flip over to BBC. BBC is gonna be there. And someone was telling me, oh yeah, I play, I play, I play. It's not an I player. Like I had to search for the game. That shouldn't be a thing. Afcon yes, is a big tournament, and it should be treated like so, isn't it? Regardless of what. People want to say it is it's like they had Copa America on 2 a.m. at BBC on BBC. Why can't you do the same thing for Afcon? Like there's available slots everywhere. You can put on Eurosport even. Like giving back to Eurosport, that actually respected us, gave us commentators, gave us halftime analysis and all of that. And I'm not really... no trying to watch Hobby City and that. Like come on, man. Like getting back on BBC One or something. Show some respect, bro. But yeah, man. Um, Afcon. I, I like it, you know, the progress is being made in the competition and I hope it continues to go forward for our great continent. Um, not yours, Yak, I'm sorry about that, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's my favourite, though. It's what you're always doing, isn't it? But, you know, you, you love the competition. You, you keep supporting, so we love it, man. We love it. Keep, keep, keep Everyone, keep up the good work. Um, but, finally, we get to our last topic. It's been a long pod, but we've got, we've got it here, so we can make this as brief as, as we want. The FA Cup. Cardiff, this weekend, Sunday, I believe it's 5.30 that we're playing. Um, yeah, what, no, what, what, what are we expecting? Mid- is it midday? Is it midday? 12.30? Oh, sorry. My, my, 12 my o'clock, previous. actually. Yeah, 12, 12 o'clock kickoff. 12 o'clock kickoff. 12 o'clock mm. kickoff, you know, the FA Cup, you know, the magic of the FA Cup is back. We're here. Um, we're going to try to get to the next round, of course, because, you know, we're actually taking domestic competition seriously. But um, I'm going to come to you, Yak. Uh, what, what, what what kind of lineup here? So you expecting Allison to start? Are you expecting Kelleher to get a game? The defense. It's a, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one because, like like you said at the start about, um, I think Mark said it about our us our team needing a few games to get back into the flow sometimes after an international break, and it's it's gonna be juggling between getting players that don't play minutes and getting players back into the swing of it. It's yeah, I, it's I, I, I couldn't call it. I couldn't call it. I've got an idea of what I'd do, but you you can't call it. Will, will he get Tiag? You've only got three subs as well in it, so you can't say we'll play these guys for forty five, then these guys for forty five. You're pretty. You can only really bring two guys on at the sixty minute mark because you've got to have a spare sub. So it's yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd go young to be honest. Get the youngsters in there, players that um have been playing. I wouldn't put all of the players coming back from injury or travel in at the same time. That's a recipe for disaster. But I'd, I'd mm. probably put Morton, Gordon. Um, I'd, I'd bring Elliot on as a sub. I think playing against the championship team might be a little bit harsh to bring him back in just because they're going to target him. You know what they're like. But yeah, I, it's difficult to call, but I'd go young, 100%. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think Trent will play because obviously Nico's gone on loan. Um, which is, I think Trent is the kind of guy that needs momentum as well, as you mentioned before. Um, so, Marco, you mentioned momentum. 
What kind of team do you mm. think we'll go into? We'll go we'll go into the game with. You know what? I'll go something similar to the team that started the Leicester Carabao Cup game. Mm. Um, I can't remember that team completely off head. No, 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 no. That was Kometio, <laughs> Bearman, but no, 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 no. No, no. But, but, but remember, no, we made the changes, yeah? Yeah, no, yeah, we made the changes, yeah, but, but we made no. the changes, something like that, and I would go probably, I'll go to, I'll just say my full lineup now and then, just make it easier. I'll probably go Kelleher, um, Trent, Gomez, Kanate, Tamiskas, Fab, Morton, um, maybe Jones, Fab, Morton, Jones in midfield. Um, then up top, I'll probably go Bobby, Arigi, sorry, Bobby, Yotta, Gordon. I'll go something like that. Mm. So it's a mix of young and old. Ideally, I would want to rest Trent, but as we're going into the I guess back end of the season, the most important end of the season where we do win the league, by the way, touch wood. Um, it would be nice to get these men up off the ground quite quickly. I would want to give Thiago a lot of minutes as well. So I'll probably sub in Thiago at halftime, get him up and running because that Thiago-Fab tandem that is still unbeaten in all the games that they've started it will be very important moving forward. Um, and I would do want to get Elliot quite a lot of minutes as well because I think he is ridiculous like that's it I can't say enough about Elliot like every single time I watch him play his technique is ridiculous and from what I've heard and I think this is in the Copa and group chat even from Farouk um, Elliot and Carvalho were on the same level were together and everybody saw Elliot as a better player mm. so if we're loading all of this on Carvalho like let's give half the new the necessary minutes to do what he needs to do in it let him ball out when he needs to ball out. Um, and also because I feel like he, his ceiling is ridiculous. I want to get him back on the ground running as soon as possible. Um, in terms of Gordon, I'll probably give Gordon 60 and then switch in Diaz just to get Diaz blooded. Give him a nice baby. But yeah, that's it for me still. Yeah, I, I heard you mention how, you know, Harvey Eddie, uh... You know, he has that dog in him, you know, to, to kind of come and he's exciting as well. And, you know, especially last season, we played at Blackburn. He's definitely used to playing against championship sides um, and he's and he's not sure of confidence. So I would definitely like to see him even start the game. Klopp, Florida, whacks lyrical vibe all the time, talks about how comfortable he is in training. So the injury doesn't look like it's going through a massive problem going into this game. But, uh, Dot, uh, are, you, are you in agreement with the guys? You yeah, I think similar. I think Klopp will go strong, personally. We haven't had a game in a long time. The turnaround, obviously, Sunday, Thursday is decent. It's not like it's a Sunday, Wednesday. So there's enough time to play the key players um, for them to get into rhythm before we play Leicester. Mm. So I think we'll see, like, Oxlade-Chamberlain. I think we'll see Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think we'll see Ox. probably a Matip. Mm. I think Firmino, Jota. I think they'll all play. I think we'll go fairly strong. And there's no reason not to. I think we may even see Naby Keita slot. Yeah, actually, yeah, Naby Keita is back from AFCON. Um, he left a bit earlier than our other two superstars. So, yeah, we would like to see him in the side. Of course, if Klopp wants to give him a give, give him a start, that'll be nice. You know, let's let's get him out of the dungeon and actually get him to the Liverpool shirt piece. That'll be amazing from Klopp. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking the same. I feel like this 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 season, especially, we want to we want a trophy hall. So. We're not trying to do the whole, uh, you know, we don't care about the League Cup and FA Cup um, kind of flexes was on before. You know, the thing looks out of hand. 
I want us to win this FA Cup. I can't lie to you. Um, yeah. It's kind of annoying how we always get out in these number rounds. Never a quarterfinal or a semi-final. Just fifth round, sixth round, fourth round by by a next clubs. Some man even come to Anfield and just knock us out. Like nah, like we need to actually make a good account of ourselves in this in this tournament. So yeah, man, I'm I'm kind of on the same wave as you. You know, we have a good enough squad to kind of get a strong team out there, and that is two hours of us podding about Liverpool. Done. Uh, guys, um, Yak, Marco, I would like to thank you for joining me today. Of course, as you always do, cop and regulars. De- Doc, <laughs> I almost called you Dej. Sorry. Big <laughs> up Dej. Yeah, Big no up Dej as well. Doc, yeah. please plug something for us, man. The beautiful nah, game. Love, love for having me on. Um, yeah, man. The Beautiful Game podcast on YouTube and at podcast underscore TBG on Twitter and pod underscore TBG on Instagram. Cool. Love to see it. And also, we have love. a lot of... Oh, cool, cool. Sorry. No, I'm saying love for having me, man. Oh, man, yeah. Fam, love for being here. We, uh, on, listen, this, one yeah, of it was my really favorite, nice seeing you still. One of yeah, my favourite guests we had, we, we had on here. You know, he gave us some good insight and keep up the good work. We love what Safe, you, like. you guys are doing at the beautiful game. And um, more from us, of course, is always going to be on the Patreon. Um, uh, Chris actually recently done a, a nice Patreon piece with Paul Gorst. Paul Gorst of um, Liverpool Journal things, you know. There's less trust in Liverpool journals right now than there is in the Tory government. But, you know, we, 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 get the, we get the good ones. We get the good ones. Paul Gorst is here to give us the real about Liverpool and what we're doing going forward. So sign up, man, early from £3 a month. And, yeah, and, of course, we've got to plug our Patreon, um, our follow, follow the Twitter, interact with us, of course. Coppin, five-a-side five team coming soon. Um, all of, Not all of us, man, but we're going to be there, you know. We're gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be on the wing like Robin, doing my thing. Marco is gonna be jogging from the right back slash right wing slash centre mid slash whatever he wants to do position. Anik is gonna be doing his stats, efficient football. Morsh is gonna be trying to replicate Trent at every single moment. Peter doing Minyardem drip drip things. So yeah, we're gonna be there, man. Uh, just um, DM the Coppen Twitter account if you wanna join us. It'll be ten pound, ten pound um, for a session. Come get all of us, and it'll be great. And. That is why I leave you. Thank you for joining us. Have a good day. Have a good evening. Whenever you are, we'll speak to you soon. Peace. Peace. Network.